everyone, welcome to episode 66 of the British Wrestling Experience on postwrestling.com and I'm your host Martin Bushby and now Benno or Jamesy again this week but joining me are Kristen, Whiskey Fingers, Brinkerhoff I'm Florence Synth Lord Bullock and I am Liv, at least it's not COVID, Heller Martin, by the way, we made a nickname for you as well Oh, wow. <laughs> Can't wait to hear this one. So it's Martin. Yeah, I have seen cuter babies. Bushby. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were the origins of this nickname? Do you really want to know? Maybe. Not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, it's so good to have you all back together. I mean, thanks so much for coming on this show. I mean, it's been it's been a long time since we did anything like this really i mean a few years really i mean really missed doing you guys on the pod waves uh your podcast no sell it been in hibernation for the past few years i mean for folks sort of unfamiliar with you guys Kristen, i mean tell us what you guys used to cover on your old podcast no sell it uh no sell it uh was originally on uh pwn which was martin's um old network and then we were later on the steel cage network and could probably be again we just haven't really gotten around to it um we used to cover um we primarily covered we covered lucha underground uh a lot <laughs> um in the or the first couple seasons of it um which was delightful uh and then we also covered uh the three of us uh at the time lived in the los angeles area two of us now still do we miss you live and uh we would go to pwg pretty frequently and we would um talk about that quite a bit um and then we also was it was it ring of honor that we yeah like yeah we 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 did did some roh we did some roh in the off the lucha underground off season yeah we did roh and then we also actually did a couple of uh um british shows i think we did i think we did a couple rev pro shows and then we did uh some progress shows as well i definitely remember doing roh because Florence and I did a show, I think, without Liv one time, where we had, like, a 15-minute conversation about, um, was it Silas Young? And the boys that <laughs> he keeps in his right. basement? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, well, no, Jack, uh, my boyfriend got, a, got like, a, like, a care package from some wrestling thing that he does, and they sent a tiny, like, a tiny, like, a one-inch-long pocket knife, and it's a <laughs> Silas Young pocket knife, and it says the last real man's pocket knife on it. And I was like, <laughs> how what how tall is the last real man? Like, not very. Like, I don't understand. It's like it's so good. Because I wonder if they showed Silas Young like the like the mock-ups for it, and he was like, That looks great, but it was like super zoomed in, so he thought it was like a full size, like a fold-out like Bowie knife or something like that. Like a rumble. And he knife. gets it. Clearly yeah, and what he happened. gets it, and it's like shorter than his thumb, and he's like oh no, I have to be this person now. Wow, that's quite some um, uh, merchandise for, to have for yourself. Um, I love how they just slap a logo or a wrestler's name on absolutely anything. You totally could. Teacups, uh, feminine douches, whatever you want, really. <laughs> but, um, I mean, you mentioned it a bit there, but um, I mean, you did a lot of live reviews of PWG shows on there. I mean, didn't you guys pretty much go to every PWG show in like 2015 slash 16. I mean, what were some of your favorite yeah. moments from all those times yeah. in Reseda? 
I, I did. I know I did. Um, and then I gradually started dragging these two with me as well. Um, the the first BOLA that we went to, that that's Battle of Los Angeles. Um, oh, with the Luchadors? That been, Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that was that 2000. Was the, uh, 2015 it must have been because we start we went the first time we went was i think december 2014 um, yeah it was the first show that i went to was called black, black hole sun. sun yeah black hole sun that was the first one um and that was adam cole's last show before he went to roh and then he came back blah 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 uh, but the first BOLA was the first time that they had um, the Luchadors come in. They had Pentagon and Phoenix and uh, there was, a, was there a third? Yes. I'm going to forget. There, there were four of them. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Were there? <laughs> because were there it, was a, it was a tag <laughs> team match <laughs> that was amazing where they threw money into the ring. Yes. That was, oh, that was such a good night. I remember where we were sitting. Was that the same night that that guy was screaming uh when with that super dragon guy was there yeah that was the same night oh god i almost killed a man that night yeah but I we almost got myself thrown out <laughs> we had a we had a good friend who saved us um very good seats <laughs> even oh, though we Adam. got in like last <laughs> oh my god yeah we've had a couple weird situations where we've gotten really good seats and been the last people to get in. That one was a little bit better than the following time, which was, yes. I think, the year after. Oh, yes. Um, when our friend had a medical emergency, and we thought we were all going to go to the hospital instead. But she's a gangster, and she was like, no, no, no. Make sure they save us seats. Let me just handle this with the paramedics. <laughs> and she just was like, I'm good. We're good. Get me some water. I'm fine. And the guy, like, the paramedic walked us to the door, and he was like, are you like, are you sure? Okay. And uh, we went in. And our friends had saved us, had saved us seats, like right in, like the behind them in the second row. Um, not hard cam, but like just uh, to the left of hard cam. And yeah. um, and we were sitting right behind the person who is now been my boyfriend for four years. Yeah. That was the night I met him. It was that night. I remember. Yeah. So thanks, Sarah, for for not dying that night and uh, letting us say. It's really hot in there, isn't it? Oh, is, oh yes. yeah, no, but we were outside, and she's there was just like a like she was on antibiotics. There was like, and it was really hot and stuff like that, and it was like a whole conflagration of things. And she, yeah, she's passed out, but she was obviously fine. And yep. she came, she came to the whole rest of the show. And the reason they started talking to to Jack was because he turned around and he was like, "I don't want to make a big deal, but uh, I'm just really glad you're in here," is what he said to her. And I was like, "What a nice man!" And his hair is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then he laughed at all of my really stupid jokes that I was screaming at the wrestlers, and I was just like, oh, okay, I should hit on him. Um, so, Look at you know, that, PWG bringing people together. Mm-hmm. I know, man. We were, we were bummed they tore that building down, man. I mean, I wasn't, oh, yeah. it was a fucking shithole. But, um, it was a shithole, but that was kind of part of its charm, though. <clears throat> well, I've, have you, uh, you haven't been since they moved, right? I went to one no. show down at the new location, Didn't and it go was to right Globe. on my birthday I mean, last I've... year. And... I've been to the Globe. I've been to oh, yeah, but, concerts at the Globe. I know that they have working bathrooms. It's they do, it's and they're, they're they're spacious. The doors close on all of the stalls. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and when I went there around my birthday, um, <laughs> our buddy Derek, the mayor of Brasita, was there, and he gave me a unicorn mug for my birthday, 
and I somehow charmed the bartender into pouring all of my drinks into that cup instead of in regular cups. And I had the blue drinks that they have there. Anyone who's currently going to PWG will be familiar with this. I think they're called, um, I think they're called Asa La Vista motherfuckers. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I got so drunk. Um, you know, we never, we never drank in the, the exactly. We never did. I, I don't know. Never, I don't know. Never once. I think. I think I might have had like a sip of a beer one time, but never once had I purchased and and downed a drink in Reseda. Yeah, it, it was just it kind was of a thing like, we didn't drink at wrestling shows. Like yeah. and it, because it, I don't know, wait in line. I never it was bought so a drink. hot in there. It like if it's awful. that. The only thing we drank was water. Yeah. Exactly. And if it's that hot in there, um, there's no point in drinking. I don't know if you guys have ever tried to, like, get drunk when it's stupid hot. You just sweat it all out. It's not going to stay with you. Yeah. I mean, I'm a professional that, drinker that at this exact point. Thing, and... That exact thing happened to me um, last year in Toronto. But uh, apparently, I went to Night 3 of Bola last year, and it was great. And I, I remember uh, next to nothing. I know that I was I was talking with Derek outside at one point of a weird man was trying to hit on me and I was sort of like running away from him. Downtown. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, I don't remember anything. I, I mean, I'd have to look at the I'd have to look at the card and be like, sure, that happened. Um, but uh, so the moral of the story is the Globe is wonderful and they put on great shows there. You should go. Do not drink the blue drinks or maybe anything. Yeah. <laughs> but but maybe I should because blue drinks sound delicious. Okay, if you have the blue drinks, you, my my willowy cousin, can have like one and one half of blue drinks. Okay, we'll they see. Are really, they, they are really delicious, and it's, it's like if you get a Long Island iced tea made properly, how it just tastes like iced tea or like an Arnold Palmer or whatever, and then like suddenly you're pregnant. So um, it, it'll, it'll sneak up on you. I think I had like six of them. Jack was like, yeah, you kept going back for more of them. And I was like, why don't you do something? And he's like, well, you told me not to judge you for drinking. And I was like, okay, but you can like remove me from a situation when I just like, don't stop drinking though. Like that, that would be fine. Um, yes, Jack. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I actually, it was to the point that I, um, I was like, I'm pretty drunk. So I went to the, I went to the very clean, wonderful bathrooms where they have a bathroom attendant at the globe as well. It's that kind of place. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I made myself boot and rally. I made myself barf so I could keep going, catch the catch the finals and stuff like that. And I, and I was like, all right, I'm good. And I was like psyching myself up in the bathroom. And I leave to go like, you know, to like just kind of like a brush, like, you know, like rinse out my mouth or whatever and wash my hands, get a mint and stuff like that. And I just look over and I did not realize there was an attendant in there. That <laughs> and I just like, I just, it was like, I like slow pan over to this like adorable older woman who's like sitting in the corner and she's just like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm great now thanks so much. And I just like threw a dollar and ran away. Um, and then uh, we went to IHOP afterwards and I threw up again when I got home. The end. You there went was to no av- IHOP? There isn't, you know that there's an IHOP like two blocks from there and there's no available Denny's that's, that's close enough. I mean, there's the I, Denny's off the 101, which is the Denny's where they filmed the movie Drive, by the way. I think that's I the know. closest Denny's. Um, but uh, you know, there's yeah. that, that, that like big, beautiful IHOP that's right there, and like you know, I suppose. I, I, I feel like I feel like nobody likes IHOP enough to nobody likes pancakes enough to eat at IHOP. Uh, I love pancakes, but also I but love guess them. What though? Guess Extra what? Butter. Denny's, Denny's, which I just this is I discovered this in Reseda Denny's. 
Denny's has really great pancakes now because they changed their recipe. They and do, so like and now yeah. when I, they sound, they taste exactly like IHOPs, honestly. I mean, I don't you know have IHOP Denny's, yeah. IHOP pancakes, whatever. IHOP pancakes enough to like compare them very no, closely, I, but like I they well. taste pretty much the same. I feel like I have, but no, no, I feel like Denny's pancakes are better. They're like the whipped butter that they have is better. Like, I don't like, I'm, I'm a butter person. I don't, I could give a fuck about syrup. So like, you know, Denny's with their like boysenberry and like 80 different kinds of syrup means nothing to me. It means nothing. You mean I, I have? Care. Yes. That's what, what? So you did it to me. You made me confuse the two. I did it. I mean, I, I got to say. Up, I mixed up IHOP with pancakes, I think. Um, but we're both worse. doing the same thing. So it's cool. Um, they have oh, how a are California they have, during lockdown. How are you all coping? We're not. You're not locked Martin, down. this is why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had time to watch some wrestling. <laughs> I did. No, I'm sorry. Just, just, just a final thing about Denny's. Please get the like the whole wheat pancakes that they have with like the crunch in them. They are amazing. They're so good. Cause you know how some like certain kind of like specialty pancakes they're like too sweet. I'm doing the thing. Um, yep. Um, <laughs> you know what? Not, they're like, just delicious. That's the first time in a very long time that I actually like people. People know what too sweet means. We can actually pause tried, and like acknowledge it. I tried to do it to someone who had a Bullet Club shirt on. Oh my god! Like, they a didn't few understand. Are they like a went, because I they I can't went, do it. Yeah, I was like can't. too sweet, and and he and he just stared at me, and then I went too sweet me, like like it was a question now, and <laughs> and he just kind of stared at me, and I was just like, is it because I'm a girl? Like like I think it, I think I just alarmed him because it's like it's like that kid when we first went the first night that we went to PWG, and like I know his name, but I'm not going to say it, but. It, he uh, he stood up in front of us uh, when we were like before the match had started, and he just was kind of looking around the room. And then he sat back down, and he just not quietly at all like whispered to his friend, "Dude, there's so many girls here." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I was like, and I was like, you can talk to us if you want to. And it just and he just like um, like caved in on himself. He he like imploded like he and he just wouldn't look at us for the rest of for the rest of the night. So three girls like, oh, going okay. to wrestling shows, did you find that was quite a common occurrence? No, not at first. No. I, I think it might be I think it might be a little more more I don't know, common now, but Really? Yeah, when we can't it, maybe. I don't Did we start it? Like was it was yeah, it us? We, we started we, it, yeah. We, we started a revolution. Oh, that's okay. right. Um <laughs> women's <it> revolution. Was, <laughs> and the reason <laughs> that's the women's revolution. We um <laughs> The, the reason that um, that we call ourselves unicorns is because the way that the dudes would look at us when we went to PWG, it was like they were seeing a fucking unicorn. Like, they, like they'd like never seen a human woman before. <laughs> never. That's true, though. We had a lot. We had dudes, like, asking us, like, oh, did your boyfriend bring you? And I was like, no, I don't. We don't. I came by myself. Like, you know, my, um, like my getting into wrestling, like, Kristen, you got me into wrestling. That's that's literally why, like, it had nothing to do with any male person. It was literally mm-hmm. like, it was literally yeah. You. Me, me getting into wrestling as a as as a kid had nothing to do with any guys or anything like that either. Um, I remember getting live into. I don't remember how I got Florence to start watching it. I might have I might have been sending her to PW or sending her PWG clips or something. No wait, I, I can don't remember. I can ex- I, no 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 I can explain. Go for it. 
What was it? So it, um, I went over to your apartment once to watch Game of Thrones. Oh, and shit, you, that's right. We, you, we had a deal. It was you, Liv, and our friend Josh, and you were both, you were all watching, um, I think it was Payback. This is 2014. Oh, my God, it was The Shield. I know exactly what you're talking about. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, right? So it was The Shield versus uh, Evolution, right? Yep. <laughs> the first time. That's exactly what it was. And... Like I, and you were watching it and I was like, oh, they're going to turn this off. And so we can watch Game of Thrones. Right. But no, you were like, no, we, we're just, this is, this is almost done. It's fine. And so like an hour and a half later, like finally it ended, but like listening to your commentary and everyone's like, you know, reactions to it. I was like, this is kind of fun. Like, okay. And then we watch Game of Thrones and whatever. And then like, you mentioned like, oh yeah. So like next month is money in the bank and money in the bank is like, hilarious because there's this (laughs) there's they literally suspend a suitcase above the wrestling ring and whoever gets the suitcase first like wins a contract of blah 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 and i was like no sense of urgency whatsoever that sounds absolutely amazing and i'm like you know what i can't you know what i'll do that i'll go over and watch money in the bank blah 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 and so like of course i go over and watch money in the bank and then you have to explain to me like oh my god like seth like defected the shield and all that by the way oh my god so you know what happened that, today though i want to say something raw after yeah yeah and so then after that i'm like let let's fucking do wrestling right but That's okay so amazing because we, we did like a whole year thing though because we saw him cash in that money in the bank at mania that year we did can that i just say something really sad that Please. literally happened today so i had um i have this uh shield hounds of justice mug yes i think we all have those right we, we have I, some things. We all, I know we all have uh, CrossFit Jesus t-shirts. Oh, of course we do. But um, but I broke my goddamn mug today. I just broke the handle, so I think I can fix it. But it was like, it was sitting in my, I had to go into work, like physically into work today. And I was like, I'm going to bring this home because it's not doing any, any good good right now. And I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. And I fucking like was fiddling around stuff in my car. And I fucking, it rolled out of my car door and broke and i was like really like i can't get this shit anymore no like what the fuck right i do i do have a hounds of justice mug yes i do but um but it's always just buy each other the same thing for holidays (laughs) but it's okay i'm gonna fix it because i have i have um, that um blue and i'm gonna fix the handle it's just the handle yeah i have that like that like like insane super glue that i can't remember the name the name of right now oh i i got some reason you gotta, doesn't you, gotta work. you gotta tell me the tell me that brand because i'm gonna have to use that yeah, it's not yourself, crazy glue it's like it's like glue. it's like yeah it's gorilla glue it's like yeah it's like bonding glue it'll, it'll bond anything to anything no uh, no at e6000 that's what you want no no i'm sorry that's what it is i apologize it's e6000 e6, oh my god yes. okay i'm gonna yeah, get it i have it i, like I buy have it right too. now on amazon I got, I got it on amazon it's like it's like six bucks um, oh, okay. made us, uh, you as well getting into wrestling what's the question it's uh, when did how did you get into wrestling i made you watch mania with me didn't i and you were like i will do this one time <laughs> <laughs> sorry one time huh to you as my friend and then it kind of got out of control from there yeah but and we also, watched um like- we watched the first airing of uh of wrestle kingdom 11 at liv's house I remember this, and it was the 
best. Like that was so, so fun. And um, I think that's where I had, that's where we took the look at your butt video of uh, <laughs> <your> dog. <laughs> oh, but that, that was, I mean, no, we were, we were very into wrestling before then. Oh yeah, I know. But my, yeah, I, I was like, there and Liv, Liv was into wrestling before, before I was. Yeah, not not for like too long, but she but she yeah. was yeah. But I made her watch the the previous Mania before we went the first time. Um, yeah. I was like, I was like, you want to watch this dumb shit? It's, it's gonna be so stupid, and <laughs> but I was like, but it'll be really fun. And she was like, all right, fine. So I think we were gonna record our old podcast that same day, and I think I think oh, maybe okay. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if there was like a gap between the two. I don't remember anymore, but um. Uh, but many, yeah, um, have you guys yeah. um, managed to see much sort of Attitude Era stuff? I mean, the show we are going to be talking about today is uh, Rebellion 2001, <laughs> and I'm assuming, Kristen, were you the only one out of you three watching any wrestling around that time? You know what? I That was actually probably during, uh, like, just after I lapsed out of wrestling, because I, I watched a ton of the original Attitude Era stuff, like, uh, like OGDX, like all that stuff and part of the monday night raw uh, monday night wars and then i i don't think i was watching by then because i wasn't i didn't find myself familiar with a lot of the a lot of the storylines but i knew all the wrestlers so it, it, i had to have stopped like just before mm. uh because i knew all like the even like the newer guys or whatever that came in i um i definitely wasn't watching um when cena came in which wasn't couldn't have been that, that much after this no, um, it was like um, a couple of years after this. But I think a lot of fans sort of yeah. tuned out around 2001. But it's, it's interesting for me because obviously a lot of uh, a lot of us fans sort of like look back on the Attitude Era with uh, these rose-tinted glasses and a lot of it doesn't really stand up today and a lot of it's very... Yeah, kind of, yeah. unless you watch it. <laughs> and, then you're, and then like the whole time you're like... Yeah, you watch it the whole time you're like, why are men? Um, <laughs> there's there's a there's a repeated bit that they do during this show that is the definition of wiremen and i'm like yeah, oh i was so upset i was so yeah, upset watching the, the shop the chavo yeah. jr i love i love baby chavo and i and i was so excited to see him and then i was like oh why did they yeah, do yeah. this to you yeah. why did they disrespect your family like this yeah <laughs> So I suppose, uh, Liv and Florence, have you had a chance to see much of this sort of, like, 98 to 2001 period that uh, people sort of, like, glorify when they're talking about WWF? Not me. I mean, like, I, I've always heard of the Attitude Era. And, like, again, like, I started watching wrestling, like, when I started hanging out with Kristen in 2014. So, like, yeah. anything before that, like, I just heard because it was pop culture. Like, I knew that Attitude Era was a big thing in the 90s, but, like that's all I really knew. And like, I, like when I got into wrestling in 2014, like obviously like now I know names and everything and I sort of know like basic storylines, but like I never was into it at all. I'm sure I sent you guys like, I'm, I'm assuming just like Shawn Michaels clips from, from the nineties. Like, Oh, of course you did. Yeah. That would have been the, the only, I'd be like, Hey, did you, did you guys want to hear more about Shawn Michaels today? And they're like, <laughs> no, but I did it anyway. <laughs> there you go. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's sort of like well, this was right before he came back, right? He came back in two thousand and two. Yeah, so the SummerSlam, yeah, with that street, uh, incredible street fight. Oh shit, that was the best! Don't even get me started. Go ahead. 
Yeah, because this is sort of like an interesting time period for WWE. Obviously, they're coming off those huge sort of like 98, 99, 2000 years. And this year, 2001, at the time, their sort of biggest WrestleMania to date with uh, Austin v. Rock in Texas at WrestleMania 17. And um, then after that, Austin turned heel. He he joined up with his uh, mortal enemy, Vince McMahon. And then I think around the same time, they bought the competition in WCW. Then we have... This invasion storyline over the summer, which is fair to say isn't remembered fondly by fans. Uh, there's a variety of reasons, really. The big names sort of from WCW were sitting out their fat Time Warner contracts, and uh, the WCW side never seemed like a threat to WWE. And then, obviously, they had mm-hmm. the alliance with ECW, which saw some potential for Rob Dan down for a couple of months, but I think that was about it. And um this show that we're going to talk about sort of finds us near the end of the invasion angle. And I think WWE had pretty much given up on the story by this point, but uh, continued to drag it out for a few more weeks. Um, I mean, just to go into the UK pay-per-views, um, I mean, they started promisingly enough in 97, headlined by a fantastic Shawn Michaels against British Bulldog main event. And um, yes. then pretty much up and down, we had Cop- Capital Combat in 98, and then they were running two of these a year with... Uh, I think the reasoning being that uh, WWF wasn't too saturated in the UK around this time period, so they'd always guarantee the sellout and a, and a rabid crowd. So I guess that brings us to... Uh, Rebellion 2001 on the 3rd of November, a sellout crowd of over 15,000 at the Manchester Arena and just a couple of weeks before Survivor Series and the end of the uh, invasion angle. But um, a lot of the UK pay-per-views get a a bit of flack for uh, the, you know, typified as uh, glorified house shows um, with some decent stuff thrown in now and again. I think most of the wrestlers, uh, it's fair to say, were fairly jet-lagged. They were on quite the schedule back then. (laughs) I mean, one thing I did want to ask you guys just before I got into the show, there, there seem to be a million belts on this show. I mean, could you even keep up with who was champion and whether they were Team WWF or Team Alliance? Because I was scratching oh. my head on some of the stuff. No, oh. I had I had to Google most of it. And also, like, the like spoiler alert, like, I don't think there was any title changes. So, like, yes, glorified house show well, for sure. This didn't, um, this didn't air live in the U.S. at all, did it? No. Because it, it would have been at, like, four in the morning or something like that. Yeah, that so, um, So, because uh, I, had, I had Jack with me while, while we were watching it, um, you know, so I could just have a, an encyclopedia handy <laughs> to tell me what was going on all the time. And, uh, and he said that, like, uh, fans in the U.S. didn't even really have access to watch this pay-per-view, like, period, for a long time. Um, so, yeah, in the sense of, like, it being, like, a house show, um, they, I mean, they recently, as far I think, uh, in the past couple of years, have tried to do like title changes on house shows and stuff like that, but it, um, it, it doesn't really work because people want to see it, so they wouldn't do something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm, I'm the announcers or whatever like reminded us who was on what team um, a lot, so it was helpful. But you know, the whole like like Jericho and Rock hating each other, but they're on the same team or or something like that. I don't know. I spent a lot of the time uh, just trying to make Jack uncomfortable by explaining how into whoever um, was on the screen. I'd be like, oh, I was so into Jericho. I was so into Jericho, actually. I, I mean, like, I mean, obviously to this day because he's perfect. But um, yeah, because, I mean, even when he had the stupid, the the beard braid, I was there for it. Oh my I gosh. I was like, 
no because i didn't know who this guy was like, so, so that this is like a uh, like point of clarity before we before we get into the matches i never watched wcw i was a i was a wwf loyalist mm. when i was watching and i refused to watch wcw because i thought they were like the bad guys trying to like steal everything from wwf <laughs> obviously i know better and that vince mcmahon is a, is a nightmare person now not that ted turner is better but um you know he does make help make aew now so that's something but um but uh yes i just i never watched any of it so um it was good to have jack there reminding me like oh yeah like jericho was he was in wcw for a long time and he came over and like um just telling me like who who came from ecw and stuff like that because i was just i was very loyal to my brand apparently i've always been a brand loyalist (laughs) (laughs) that marketing man yeah All those um, billionaire Ted skits uh, really paid off with that. Um, but, I mean, before we get in, there was um, it's opened up with a promo package uh, with the Rebellion theme tune. Yes, these UK-only pay-per-views had their own theme tune because they use this uh, for every Rebellion event. Very similar to uh, a lot of the themes you'd hear on uh, WF events around the time. Um, I mean, with this Rock and Austin match um, pretty much existing completely in this uh, UK pay-per-view bubble for uh, Rebellion, uh, the promo package, I think, largely consists of uh, old footage from the WrestleMania 17 build. I mean, these two weren't feuding in the States on Raw, so this was kind of just uh, thrown together to uh, to uh, entice a, a big crowd for this. Um, but, I mean, just before we get into the uh, some of the matches, I mean, I want to talk about the commentary. Uh, Paul Heyman had joined uh, Jim Ross on the commentary desk around <laughs> WrestleMania 17. Uh, Jerry Lawler had, had left in protest due to his wife at the time, the cat, being released by the company. And I always thought Heyman and JR were a really good team together. Heyman brought the best out of Jim Ross by winding, winding him up all the time. I think um, Florence and I were, were talking about this a little bit before we got on recording. I think they might be like of a, of a modern era. They're, they're one of my favorite, my on WWE TV at least, um, probably my favorite combination, the two of them, because they both know what they're talking about. Like how, how yeah. novel is that? Both, both announcers know exactly what they're talking about. My God. Um, <laughs> yeah. It and Paul, it was, Paul yeah, Heyman that, had some, Paul Heyman had some good lines in this one. They were Probably stupid, was a but bit they were a, good. Yeah, he was a bit of a lech, but he, he dialed it in a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. A, he's no Jerry Lawler screaming about puppies or anything like that, so that's good. God, he should have stayed <laughs> gone. God. should have stayed gone after the heart attack, like, from the earth, honestly. Um, was he, wait, was he ever gone, and did he come back? What happened? <laughs> yeah, he came back. He, he left and came back a bunch of times. I mean, I well, yeah. he came... He came back and then and then he had a heart attack during a live show. Oh, um, wow! You, you you can you can watch it. You hear him like snoring or whatever. He just kind of passes out and oh my God. <laughs> um, and uh, you know obviously he lived unfortunately and um, <laughs> uh, and then he came back again and I don't like he's there. I think he still works for them, but I don't think he does announcing anymore. Yeah, he's had a variety of roles over the years, and they always bring him back to the announce table and and stuff. So um... I don't know why. All he does is like go like he just screams. He goes like ah all the time. Like that's his thing. He screams and then he talks about how hot chicks are and like he like to this day, and it still doesn't work. Like it was it worked okay when when uh, when uh, Bradshaw was there because Bradshaw was an even bigger piece of shit. Um, but he also knew what he was talking about at the same time, so it wasn't that. You know, 
it, it, you know, he was still better. Oh God, I don't even want to say that. he was a better announcer, um, but that's not really saying much. It's like comparing like a like a wet turd to a dry turd. But um, <laughs> but, um, but he like he on it like he I've never I I can't think of a call that he's ever made that like I can't I can't think of any of them except just just screaming and talking about boobs and stuff like that he's I think he's disgusting no yes he hasn't um yeah he hasn't aged uh, at all it's sort of like was that, especially some of the other stuff with like you could talk about some of the stuff he did for days like the stuff with gold dust and that and it's just uh yeah, it's just not a good oh. look for this at all um, no. Just to get into the first match, uh, we've got Edwin Christie, and it was really weird watching this one because it's the old WF style cage. Um, I mean, this instantly <laughs> brought back memories of being a kid and seeing this massive, clunky-looking cage. I mean, I think the last time they used it was for uh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre in '99. Oh yeah, I was. The, you mean the the fence they put up around there? I was <laughs> very confused. I was like, "What is this thing?" I was. I I spent most of this match feet. bitching about how short the cage was. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Jack was like, was, like really short. Jack was like, "You're that's so pretentious that you're complaining about that." I was like, "I'm just saying." And he's like, "He's like, well, it's not Hell in the Cell. Like, you know, Hell in the Cell, they put the roof on the top of the cage." I was like, "Well, Hell's, Hell in the Cell is already a thing by now, uh-huh. first of all." Yeah. The first Hell in the Cell match was a Shawn Michaels and uh, but man, no Taker. Taker. It was a Shawn Michaels Taker match at an in your house. Uh, pay-per-view years before this so like they they had the capability to make bigger cages but they put this together with like their like connect sticks or whatever like little like like build a blocks and stuff like that and like the whole thing would like shake whenever one of them touched it it's also weird for me to see edge and christian fight each other because like i missed like they were still like a tag team when i was watching Mm. so um that was weird and they were also still doing the storyline where they were saying the two of them were brothers, which is hilarious because they're, yeah, they're no, definitely that, not. I was like, really? <laughs> they are super not related. Um, yeah. But they're like, oh, they, they both have long hair, man. <laughs> yeah, I think this Christian be cutting be his hair was the best thing. Okay, they adding storage in the UK. I think I think that's because they obviously reverted to the chicken wire style one on in on American show. So I think um, so. A lot of the wrestlers have been critical of this old style one, saying it was too clunky and you couldn't do a, a great deal with it. But, I mean, you brought it up there, Christian Edge had split up a few months prior. I think the whole storyline was uh, Christian was jealous of Edge winning the King of the Ring and then the Intercontinental Championship. But I thought, um, considering... I think he, I think he like, should have, in general, always been jealous of, of Edge. They could have worked that storyline forever because how could he not have been? <laughs> but Edge was always, always, and to this day, the more popular of the two of them. Christian, don't, he's not even allowed to wrestle no more. I mean, um, I thought these two had a decent match here, um, considering the limitations yeah. of the cage. And um, I thought it was very physical, and um, it sort of ended um, with um, Edge grabbing Christian's legs and pulling him through the holes in the cage. I think I've seen that a couple of times, and then tying up his legs and climbing out of the cage to the victory. You know, I mean, um, Liv, what were your thoughts? I'd actually, yeah, I'd never seen that before. <laughs> so, uh, I've just on a lot of coding, and I'm reading my notes back now. <clears throat> My first is Edge Spear Me is not something a young child should be asking. That was the first thing I said too. <laughs> it's wrong. It was it was interesting, especially as you said, with this clumsy uh I, I wouldn't even call it a cage, I'd call it like a dugout at a high school field. <clears throat> um but having that ending I liked the ending. I liked him pulling his legs there. I liked the whole, you know, you're stuck here. 
<coughs> type of deal. Um, other than that, really, I have a lot of notes about Edge's hair. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I think it should have its spinoff, really. I mean, Edge kept the long hair. I mean, he, well, he cut it for a while when he was uh, when he was just an actor on television, but then he grew it back out again. Christian did not, which was a good call. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd never, I'd never seen the tie, the tying the feet up thing. Uh, maybe because I just like hadn't been watching at the time. So I was just like, that's really cool. That's very clever. And like, you know, it takes a lot for anything WWF related or WWE related to surprise me. So that was, that was, I thought that was neat. That was real neat. Well, we mentioned Edge's hair there, and um, I think a lot of fans remember when um, him and Booker T feuded over um, who was going to get a Japanese shampoo commercial. That was a genuine feud. <laughs> Oh dear! <laughs> oh, it's amazing. I love it. I I literally, I literally have a note. LOL. Wait, are they brothers? <laughs> um, Look at y'all taking but, uh, notes. Yeah, no. I mean, I I had to. I just I wrote down to. jokes, but I at least I knew who Christian and Edge were. You know, they. I mean, they, I had, a, they, they had a remarkably yeah. funny variety show on the WWE Network for a while actually oh yeah yeah no you know actually i think i knew who most of the uh most of the competitors were in this pay-per-view i, I thought you, i thought you would when i looked at the card i was like there, there yeah. there's a couple people i was like uh, i don't know like shane helms and people like that but yeah, um yeah the, hurricane shane helms i i know i know him from the twitter oh, um yeah i don't yeah, but uh, I, I didn't uh, experience, certainly not that gimmick that he was doing uh, on, uh, on WWE, WWE TV. So that was that was interesting. I hadn't really seen him work. Do you guys remember, speaking of commercials, do you guys remember the Yoshinoya commercial that Shinsuke Nakamura did? Um, I will never forget that. <laughs> why, would, still the, why would I ever forget it? Like It's, it's, it's still the, the background best. on my computer. Oh, it's... Um, Literally the best commercial in the world it ever is made. so good. Just like beating the shit out of noodles. And then he like slurps some of them up and he's like, Whoa. So pretty much. Uh, Edge, wins the, Edge wins the match. The end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, I mean, you mentioned him there, but uh, the, the hurricane and Scotty too high. I mean, this is pretty much a, a filler match. We had a uh, Scotty hitting the worm, which, uh, you know, that, that's what he's there for, getting the audience. Um, but, so yeah, these two, these two girls... These two girls do not know anything about Scotty Juhati or why people were so into him on yeah. this show or in yeah, general. Yeah, can you explain this? Because like I, I've heard the name before, but I don't like I, I don't Scotty know Duhati. anything. Well, he he originally was um was a jobber, um, and I don't know how he ended up like getting over and getting on the main show. But I will tell you the reason he was so popular is because he was on a tag team. Am I, am I right? Yep. With too Rikishi? Cool. He was on he was on a tag team with Rikishi uh to, called Too Cool. Number mm, two. Okay. And they would dance. They would they would do they would do a sexy dance. And I don't know if you guys if if, if you guys know Rikishi, but Rikishi is the um he's the dad of the Usos, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. He's their dad. Um, I, I mean, he was he was their dad. He passed away. Um, and his whole thing was that they would tell everybody he was Japanese, which he was not. He was Samoan. And 
he was a big man, pretty agile for a man his size, but he was a big, big man, very tall, very, very heavy. And he would wear, um, I, I do not know the technical name for it, but he would wear one of those uh, things that uh, sumo wrestlers wear. So like a, like a thong, like a big, thick thong, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. Um, and one of his finishing moves was to get a guy in the corner and put his ass in their face. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. And, yeah. Right, and that right. was a thing. And some ad wizard at the WWF thought to put him and Scotty Juhati together and turn them into this like comedy dance team. And for some illogical reason, people fucking loved it. And there was also uh, <laughs> Brian Christopher, Jerry Lawless son. He made up the uh, trio that was... Uh... Oh, that's right. What was he called? Uh... Grandmaster Sexay. Grandmaster Sexay. That's right. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a whole fucking thing. Um, I mean, like, I, I remember that because that was around sounds, for a long time. Yeah, of course, it sounds ridiculous. But like, I mean, the new day happened. So yeah. like, I understand. It always sounds ridiculous. So you, you remember our, uh, our bit that we used to do of uh, <laughs> explaining wrestling like we would to our parents? No, yeah, of course. I did try and explain The Undertaker to my mom one time. <laughs> and she was like, honey, why are you talking to me? Uh, <laughs> our, our, Kristen, our mom's called it boxing. Oh, my boy. mom still calls it boxing. She asked me the other day. Yeah. She goes, she goes, is your boyfriend still is she still into boxing? Oh my god! <laughs> and so whenever we were like, we were oh, trying to save up money to go to Mania one year, and we called it the Boxing Fund. <laughs> yeah. I do have one question about this match. Does it yeah. nowadays to the young people? Like, do young people still know what the worm is? Do they still do that? Oh, or they watch like not being a young yeah. person i couldn't answer that yeah i know i don't think any of us can answer that i don't i don't know what these like generation i could i could all think i could die i could dial like i could phone a friend a young person and ask them and are they doing um, it on the tiktok or whatnot they might do it on the tiktok i mean i feel like the worm is still like a, a break-in move it's like mm. a breakdancing move so maybe um but like i mean there were so many, I was reminded so many times throughout this pay-per-view about how insane people's finishing moves were and how almost deliberately dumb they were, including the people's elbow, by the way, mm-hmm. um, which he, which he has said many times that he like started doing kind of as a joke, but then it like was, it was really popular. So he was like, okay. And like, we think about the rock and you think like, oh, he's one of the best wrestlers of all time. His finishing move was like a like a like a running, jumping, hopping dance, followed by an elbow drop. While the other person just very politely laid there and waited for him. Well, I guess I guess rock bottom was like a you know like proper, but mm. it was always the people's elbow, and it's very very stupid. And like I think he sort of did because it make because it it kind of makes fun of Hogan in a way because like Hogan would do the thing where he'd like go to either side of the ring and like cup his ear yeah. you know like oh what, what it's a fuck fuckle hogan but uh but his, yeah again his finishing move was a motherfucking leg drop so you know let's let's see how things have progressed we have a buddy who does a, a 630 as a fucking finishing move and you know people are like yeah whatever 
Okay. Um, stupid things. I forgot to mention that all during this show, we've got these backstage segments with uh, Chavo Guerrero and Hugh Morris. Um, oh, God. Why men? Who gets to interview uh-huh. the Divas with Trish Stratus? Uh, Lee, oh, is uh, that what they were talking about? Because I just thought they were just trying to walk in on women who weren't dressed. That was pretty much it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah watching what the, I was talking about when I was, when I was said, I just repeatedly kept screaming, why are men? Go on. Watching the, these little interludes uh, reminded me why I wasn't into wrestling in 2000. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's right. Played in sexism. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, what, seriously, at least like when we got into wrestling, like the the whole the women's revolution happened. We started watching wrestling for one and two. You know, they have started at least acknowledging the fact that like yeah they're kind of giving women a bad name here so let's yeah there are women who can actually wrestle and they're really good um exactly and you know what's what's interesting about that about them still continuing because they were just trying to hang on to the attitude era this is what this this is what all of this shit felt like to me just trying to hang on to like the the crassness and the outlandishness and the and the puppies and the mud wrestling and like chick on a pole shit that they used to do in the attitude era um and what's insane about that is that they had some of the most talented female wrestlers um, that they'd ever had on the roster at this time with, uh, with Molly Holly and Lita and Trish Stratus. And, um, and, and like, this is what they did with them. Granted, they, were, they had a match later, but uh, we'll talk about it. But um, it's, you know... And then there was there was probably like after after they left there was another mm-hmm. gosh almost uh, maybe not ten years but a good like five to six years before they started letting women fucking wrestle again. Um, that said, they this was around the time they used to do mixed tags and they don't really do those anymore. So like, I guess they do, but they would um, like Lita would Lita would fight men during mixed tags periodically um that's actually i think why she had a black eye during the show i, I didn't realize she that, did. that was a black even, eye. i didn't I, even because I, I asked jack what the fuck was wrong with her face is actually how i phrased it uh-huh. i said what the fuck is wrong with her face and he's like i she's got a black eye and i was like oh, i'm sorry i thought she was wearing a mask of her face over her own face <laughs> um but um she just looked insane to me or whatever and I she's a very pretty girl so i was just like well, I, all right i mean weird um, but he said, he's like, I'm pretty sure if I recall correctly that she, that she got like a, she caught an elbow during a mixed tag. She's in a band now, isn't Ridiculous. she? Ridiculous. Is she? Yeah. She's she in a band? in a band for a, a while, I think. She had a, a punk band. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah, I think that's part of why she really to remember put on emo with punk. No way. Oh, we're together for a long time. Speaking speaking of punk, uh, you know he was in a horror movie called the uh, girl on the top floor or something. Like that? Girl on the third floor, or something. Yeah. Yeah, and like, and Jack was like, I don't know, I heard it's pretty good, and like, so I watched it, and uh, it was probably the worst movie I've ever fucking seen. So. Then haven't you seen uh, Wrestlers vs Zombies? Oh, yeah, God. oh we did. Wait, yeah, is we, that something? We, we, did we review that on No Cell? Wait. Yes, we yes, we did. We probably did because I still. 
I still like have that movie on a hard drive somewhere. Yeah, we definitely did. And you and I, I went to your house. I remember this. I went to your house and we recorded it. That movie was terrible, but like funny terrible. That like um, Girl on the Third Floor is just not a good movie. Like it's not good. No, no one can act. It's it's ridiculous. It tries to go to this weird like uh, Lovecraftian place for no reason. Like they halfway through, a they did. Yeah, they killed a fucking dog for no reason. Like yeah, no, listen. Okay, mm. you don't do that shit for no reason. Even if you do no. it for a reason, I'm still probably going to be upset about it. Okay, mm. like I, you know, like like uh, John Wick. They had to kill that dog because that's right. the whole point of John Wick. And I still won't watch the first like 20 minutes of the first John Wick. I will leave the room and I will come back when that's over. I know what happened. I don't need to see it. I don't even need to see how cute that dog was before it died. But like they had this awesome dog. They credited the dog in the beginning of the movie. Mm. And I'm like, that dog's going to fucking die because I can tell five minutes into this movie that whoever's making this movie like like didn't pass their first film class. Like it's, it's garbage. And... And they killed, the dog dies for absolutely no reason. Don't even have a dog. You don't need a dog. That didn't need to happen. None of it needed to happen. And like, and I, like, this movie was so bad. Like, I never walk out of movies. I never like skip them and stuff like that. I just like I suffer through it. Is that I started just fast forwarding about halfway through just to see if it got better. Let's like, see if anything else happened. Oh and, uh, God. The, the the answer is no. No, it stayed really terrible. And punk uh, oh, punk really can't act. Like he really fucking can't, and that's you know a testament to the fact that the CM Punk character was pretty similar to who he is, mm. you know, like exaggerated or whatever. And it's like it's a totally different style of acting. Um, but like it just like I'm not a good, I'm not an actor, like I'm not a good actor or whatever. But like the whole time I was thinking, I was just like, why did you say that line like that? Like why would you, who talks like that? Yeah. Um, I'll actively avoid that sucked. movie then. Yeah, no, it fucking movie. sucked. <laughs> it fucking sucked, and I will fight. I will fight anybody who says otherwise. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, I suppose moving on to the uh, onto the third match, and we've got um, DDP, someone who um, bought himself out of his WCW contract to have um, his shot in WWF. It didn't. It didn't go very well for uh, poor old DDP. Um, he debuted stalking Undertaker's then wife Sarah, uh, which was an awful storyline they had going on during the summer. But um, on this show, um, he's um, moved on to a different character. He's sort of like um, debuting his overly optimistic gimmick that he had, um, positively Page, which has sort of bled into his real life now with um, everything that he's doing and. Um, yeah, and um, pretty so-so match with Big Show. Big Show picked up the win, but um, yeah, it's just interesting so thinking about yeah. how DDP had built up all that momentum in WCW only to uh, debut in WWE and uh, not really make any mark for uh, world DDP. I mean, he ended up coming out right. I, I was just really distracted by his fucking teeth the entire time. Oh, they're beautiful. I want. I I was wondering like. What kind? What kind of accident he lost his teeth in that he had a full set of veneers put on like oh, that? Like, not really. they're so white, <laughs> and it's not even. It's not even when your teeth look really white because you're like jacked and tan, which he was absolutely. But it, it's just they were illogical to me. It looked like he had like like just chiclets just inserted into his gums, and I couldn't focus on anything else. I will note that Big Show looked really young here, and it reminded me of when Big Show first debuted and was, he was doing like drop kicks and shit until they were like, you need to stop doing that, you're going to die. <laughs> um, but he's a pretty agile dude. Show's in really good shape now, actually. Can we talk about his entrance theme here, though? Big Show's entrance theme? Because it had a Wait. lot of saxophone. I mean, this is and the I, OG. 
<laughs> yeah, no, this is, and like, it, it was clearly different from what I am familiar with, which is, you know, the now big show theme. But I was like, whoa, there, this is, is this big show? Yes, it's big show. And there is saxophone in this. And that makes me really happy. Trying to, trying to make it a little sexy. And then, and then he walks sexy. out in his like, in his like, in his like Tarzan leotard thing. And you're like, okay. I think, like, okay, is that a cup? God, I hope it's a cup. You know, like, definitely sexy. Not sexy. sexy. Oh, sexy. Um, I also want to make a like just a little shout out to DDP's vest that he had on when he came out because I really fucking want one. Do you, did you remember this? It's I mean it's like remember how we used to feel about Baron Corbin's wolf vest back in the day? Yeah, yeah, Baron Corbin. God, such a wasted person. I love that they just dressed him like a like a waiter for so long though. Like it was like I was like it weirdly works for me because like I feel like I hate you. Um, so now now you're just like dressing. I don't hate waiters. I I just mean like if you were also a waiter and then you had that one waiter who was like the head waiter who was just a dick to everybody else because he was like um um you know I'm I'm closing tonight man you know clean my section for me and stuff like that. That's what he was dressed like. Like like gunning for his gunning for assistant manager waiter. <laughs> yeah, you know doesn't understand why they don't promote him, and it's because um, he's fucked all the waitresses. You know what I mean? Like yeah, um, I know of course. The guy. And and none of them know why. They're just like they're just like you know it's a very high tension situation, and they you know he's tall, so they banged him. But like in general, they wouldn't like I wouldn't talk to him at a bar, but they just do it anyway. <laughs> That's Baron Corbin to me. Well, going, um, back to, going back to theme music, I think um, there were a lot of different variations on uh, famous theme music. I mean, Edge still had the... Uh, he was like in the version of his Rob Zombie one more than the Alterbridge one we're sort of used to these days. And then Steve Austin had a terrible version of his theme, this Alliance so, yeah. theme. Well, they, yeah, because they, they, uh, Jack said they did that on purpose because they didn't want people to pop for the glass breaking. Mm. So they changed the theme, um, which <laughs> makes sense because I was just like, what is this garbage? The whole time i do love um but like i like i mean i like the current rock me rocky music as well but the uh the old rock theme music i i love so that was really nice to hear the like the rock says the rocks like i really liked that. <laughs> but i like i like edges uh current music because it's uh because it's ridiculous <laughs> is this the one is this the one where it's um on the edge, I see freely. Is no, that, no, that's, is that the, that's the current one. They say, yeah, the one on yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the Rob Zombie version of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh. I like Rob Zombie, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like I feel like current. Well, you know, current edge music suits current edge. Hmm. Let's just let's just say it that way. You're more of a and Miles Kennedy you, person. You guys have seen that. You guys, have, the you girls have seen the uh, the clip of uh, when Edge entered the Rumble this past year. Even no. Watching. I gotta show you this because he like he retired. Um, like yeah. at, he'd won the belt and he retired because he fucked his neck up. And they told him if he took a bump the wrong way ever again, he'd be paralyzed. Right. Uh, and then mm-hmm. science has evolved to a way that like people like like Daniel Bryan, who was told the same thing, can wrestle with him now because they helped him out. And Edge had the same kind of treatment done and was like, I think I might want to wrestle again. And like it, he told no one. Nobody knew. And then during the Rumble last year, um, his music just hits, and he comes out ripped to shit, looking <laughs> like like just like a like a kind of grizzled old scarecrow 
who just wandered in there and he comes out and the whole room, I got to show you this, man. I get, I get like, I don't get emotional during wrestling very often, but like this one did it. And then um, Becky Lynch saying she had to leave uh, because she's pregnant recently uh, did it for me as well. Yeah, yeah. And that was weird because there was no crowd and I still was just like, like sobbing over it because I'm like, I was, I'm, I just Is she pregnant yeah, with um, Seth's baby? Seth? Yeah. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> but it's so funny hearing your reactions to uh... think, think about how yoked that baby that baby's gonna come out with like two fucking like melons on its arm like it's like little like like mini like popeye shit or whatever it's yeah. gonna have the best shoulders the shoulder caps on that baby i don't know how she's like they're gonna have to cut it out i mean they're gonna have that baby is gonna have like gonna... three three hair colors it's gonna, it's gonna it's, be full ectomorph. The shoulder span will not fit out of her of her business. Like they're she's just gonna, gonna have, have to. She's gonna have to have a C-section. <laughs> they're gonna they're just gonna have to go and go in there and yank that motherfucker out because uh, you know we don't want to fuck up her her downstairs mix up like that. <laughs> and um, but yeah, so Edge Edge comes out and like he's 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 like trying to go to the ring, but then he just like stops and he looks around for a second. And everyone's just screaming, and the look on his face, like he, you know, because he wasn't sure people were gonna remember him. You know what I mean? It it had been a long time, like like ten years maybe. Like it, it had been a long time, and um, it was it's just it's just beautiful. Like cause it, like cause he has to take a minute to like compose himself because he like he starts to cry, right? No, and uh. And he's just like he looks great, and he's just, it's just oh, man, I just, it, it's awesome because because uh, because Ed, Ed's a really cool guy, like he's just a good guy. So he's, you know, he didn't want to quit when he ha- when he did. So it was nice to uh, to see him be able to come back. I mean, he had a pretty successful acting career after that as well. Was, what was the show that he was on on Sci-Fi? Uh, Haven. Haven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, I mean, he's he's a pretty decent decent actor too. And he had an absolutely hilarious, um, like, street fight during Mania with Randy Orton. <laughs> oh, yeah. They just, because <laughs> there's, there's no crowd, right? So they're just fighting throughout the backstage at, like, Full Sail or wherever they did it. And they're just, like, they're just, like, throwing each other into stuff at the gym. They, I think they ended up finishing the fight on top of, like, a fire truck or something that was randomly there. Oh, my God. Was, and it went on it forever was, as well. It went on for like, if you guys have ever seen the fight scene in They Live, it was like that times three. It just kept happening. Well, I've Um, definitely seen that. um, It's the best, yeah. That's that's the best fight scene ever. It was so good. I heard that um, whatever the most recent, I don't know if it was the most recent pay-per-view, but whatever the most recent fight between uh, Randy and Edge, I heard was like amazing, apparently. Randy can go when he's like having a good time, you know? especially if he thinks he's going to win you know you can always <laughs> tell when you look at randy's face whether he's going to win or not when he comes down the ring so mm-hmm. he's got that boo-boo face anyway mm-hmm. i don't know how we end up talking about edge again apparently i'm really into edge let me, <laughs> yeah, let me go tell jack real quick hey <laughs> hey i'm into edge too now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> babe come here add it to the list i'm into edge <laughs> So, uh, yeah, next up we had a, a triangle tag team match. We had the APA against Hardy Boys against the Dudley Boys. And uh, obviously the Hardys <laughs> and Dudleys were having some uh, some great matches around this time period. And uh, I for- Oh, God, I forgot that the APA had been in this match halfway through. 
Well, no, it was it was an elimination match, right? And I had no idea. So I hear I hear the bell ring, and then like the the Dudleys and Hardys are still fighting, and I'm like, oh, are the Dudleys just like beating their ass after the bell? And Jack's like, no, it's an elimination match. And I was like, who else is in this match? And he's like, are you drunk? And I'm like, yes, but um, and and then I was like, oh, the APA. And I got to tell you, I I know that Bradshaw was the other half of the APA. I know this is, this is a fact that I know in my life. I still, when they came out, said, who the fuck is that with Farouk? Um, because I did not recognize him at all. <laughs> yeah, because this is Bradshaw with long black hair rather than the sort of Long black hair and yeah. the black, like, uh, guy who ties you to the train tracks beard that he had going on. And it was... It was. I, I mean, he couldn't. He couldn't have been far off from retirement after the before when this happened, right? No, I think it, yeah, it was a couple of years, and then obviously um, did the whole Wall Street guy gimmick and be Eddie for the time. Oh wait, wait, yeah, no, sorry, because he went because they he stopped tagging and then was like his own like he was still a wrestler, and he had this is so I'm I'm gonna sound like an idiot. He had this what I think is a very underrated storyline where he basically bought Shawn Michaels. Um, and it was this whole thing where, God, what was it? Like, Sean was having, like, money troubles or something. He was going to lose his house or something like that. And Bradshaw was, he's a rich, he's a rich guy, right? Rich guy from Texas. And uh, so he paid to get Sean out of trouble or something like that. And, like, then Sean was his, like, indentured servant as a result. And it led to what I thought was a really cool match between the two of them, which is funny because you're, it's, um, you're talking to someone who has, who is, like one of the best wrestlers that ever lived versus a guy who is very tall and uh, has a really frightening looking clothesline that you're pretty sure uh, injures people. Um, that's it. That he's, that's all he's got going for him. But they do call it the clothesline <laughs> from hell because it really, he really just honestly, it's not even a clothesline. He just like hits people. Like he just swings his arm at people like an angry toddler. And it's, it's, it's scary looking. because He's like seven feet tall. Um, he's not that tall, but he's very tall. He's very tall, and Shawn Michaels, who is probably about 5'10", but builds himself at 6'1", uh, which is hilarious. Um, it looked like a like a child next to him. Um, but it had they had this amazing match, and I think the reason it was so good, going back to the announcers, is because JR called the match. JR would call almost all of Shawn's matches because he really knew how to do it. And, uh, and he, he called it the, uh, the emancipation of Shawn Michaels. And... Um, which I, sure, technically, if you want to appropriate that word, and um, I mean, there was there's a great moment where uh, Sean's <laughs> wife uh, like spit in, J- in Bradshaw's face and stuff like that. It was it, it was so typical and ridiculous, but it was like one of those great like underdog like hero story like vindication matches thing, and like you know Sean wins and you're just sobbing and he like brings his wife into the ring and they kiss and it's beautiful and it's like. I think it's a very underrated storyline. I think it went on for a little too long with most of them do, but uh, that's what Bradshaw did after the APA. And then he retired and became the piece of shit that we saw on the announce table. Does he still announce? Does he announce for like SmackDown or something? No, no, he's no longer announcing. Oh, he's, um, oh shit. Yeah. He does a, he does shit for them now. I just don't remember what it is. Um, I think he's, I don't know if he's a booker or what, but yeah, he's, he's not on the announce table anymore because, uh, so my, Maggle's the only one still around, isn't it? <laughs> um, Liv, what were your thoughts on this match? 
you know, we've had the pleasure of seeing um, the Hardy Boys. And every time I see them, I think of that uh, gif of the cyber goth kids like dancing under the bridge. <laughs> and I can't, like, I can't focus. That's all I think oh, of. Oh, that was that was my childhood. That gift, that old gift, <laughs> under a bridge in Wayne, New Jersey, like putting putting the little tiny glow sticks in your mouth and like just waving mm-hmm. your arms around like an idiot. That was me. Um, I we saw the Hardys and the Dudleys right when we went to um, WrestleCon. Yep. Didn't we saw a ladder match with the two of those when neither one of them were were back with the Fed at the time. And, was uh, that, that was nuts. Wait, was that um the first WrestleCon or the it was second the, it was WrestleCon. the it was the first one we went to okay, and it was good one. It was the one it was the one where the guy came up to us and like said that he recognized us from Twitter and it was really weird. And oh, it was and also that's the, awesome. But it was also it was the one awesome. where there was a tiny dog dressed as Ric Flair. Yep. Yeah, that's I know exactly what you're talking about. That's the Little defining Nate the defining thing of that WrestleCon. Um, that was also the same night where the at the end of that WrestleCon they did a like a live uh Colt Cabana podcast and they had uh, um I don't uh, know his name, like 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 earthquake or like shockwave or something it's like this big beautiful black man um was was one of the guests on the show along with uh, a bunch of other guys but one of them was was Trevor was Ricochet and um this guy gets up and he's like he's like I'm gonna say something but it's only it's only applicable to the black people here and Rico goes well I'm half black does that count and he just goes no (laughs) 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 and he was like but I look so black (laughs) it was I it was it was incredible um (laughs) that was a really fun WrestleCon actually we had a good time I mean we just went for the for the live show like we didn't like tool around or whatever i don't even remember the i know did we go the following year i don't remember we did and the following year was not good we should have gone there was another show that we should have gone to the the year but um but yeah wrestlecon the second year was for us at least wrestlecon it was 2016 wrestlecon we we chose incorrectly That first year, I remember, like, the night of WrestleCon was when we met the Steel Cage Boys for the first time, and we had Chipotle with them. Exactly, and, and we, we kept, were at- we kept, like, insulting them very loudly. Yeah, and people were very confused. We were just, like, yeah, they were, like why, are, at them. why do these people hate each other? And it was, oh, and it was fun because they, like, they felt like they couldn't call us names because, because uh, they're men which is correct um <laughs> but then we but then we went outside and uh fucking like magnus and his wife well, that's not his name anymore but he, he walked by and they and like I, they were buddies with him because they'd interviewed oh. him or whatever he was wearing a steel cage t-shirt it was Wait, really this is really exciting though remember that was the wrestlecon that we saw um you're talking about bob backland oh my god wait why my i'm slightly inebriated right now so this this is why i can't think i'm of working on obvious it names. um what's his butt eating with oh goodness that's juice and thunder liger thank you yeah, thank he's, you he's, the he's, really he's obvious he was staying at the same hotel we went like or he was staying at the hotel we walked through and we looked over into like the little cafeteria area and juice and thunder liger 
was there like eating. Lifting up Eddie, his, like, just the mouth lift, part of his mask. Lifting up his mask to put, like, a French fry in, and it was, it was a transcendent experience. I should have told him when I met him a couple of years later, and he would have been like, oh. okay. Um, seeing Liger sat there in his mask, uh, living the gimmick. He was with some other people, but, like, and everyone else was dressed normally, but he had his mask on, you know, because kayfabe, and, um, just eating French fries and lifting up the mask. It was amazing. Um, and I think it was the same, the same mania where we were, we were like walking around the outside of the arena to go in, and there was this guy walking past, and I like, and I said, I was like, oh, you guys, I don't know if you'll know what I'm talking about, but that guy looks a lot like Bob Backlund. And then like I paused for a minute and I said, that's because it is Bob Backlund. And he was just, he was just marching around outside or whatever, and uh, I don't like, talking that. to people. Blessing. It happened. Bob Backlund's amazing. Sure I'll, I'll teach you the the the, the Tao of Bob Backlund. That was, so this is this is WrestleMania 31, by the way. If anyone is yeah wondering. in San Jose in San Jose oh. yeah yeah great show great really show. I wish great it had show. gotten I wish it had gotten dark earlier uh, for when Taker came out, but um, it was still really good and I still cried the whole time. I just remember we were so happy. Like we were very it's... happy. I just we were very happy that Seth won. And I just it, remember that woman in the bathroom was like, "Oh, we wish it was Roman." And we're like, we're, "We don't. <laughs> we don't." We're so we were so, we were so right upset now. that he won, and then and then Seth's music hit, and we just all just like held each other oh. and like cried like, and oh jumped. God, this is happening together, and we I were jumped, so like, happy. Four feet in the air. <laughs> we were so stoked and I remember I had this um I took a picture of Liv, I remember this, and um I took a picture of Liv just like 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 cheesing like right after that happened and I think is this true? I think I didn't you show it to your like your dad or something and he was like I, I don't know that I've seen you that happy in a photograph. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, if like, I give birth to a first child, I will never be this happy again. <laughs> And then, uh, and then we 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 decided to go to a a hotel bar afterwards because it was super crowded on the trains, and we were like, oh, we'll just you know we'll just chill out for a little bit, and then we'll catch the train back, not realizing the trains were gonna stop like the extra trains they had because we're not from there, we didn't know. And um, and then we go out, and we're like, oh fuck, we really have to pee, and there's no trains. Um, <laughs> And it was like one of the most uncomfortable experiences I've ever had in my entire life. I thought I was gonna die the whole time. Uh, I was just like pee my pants or that burst was, or Yeah, that was definitely an experience I remember. That was also seems the... to be um, a theme at WrestleMania's. I seem to remember a lot of stories coming uh, from the last one they had in New York. People sort of like couldn't get taxis out of uh, the New York Giant Stadium and the subways had stopped running and so people were just waiting hours on the giant... taxis. Was it at Giant Stadium? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's in New Jersey. That's because so... it's not in New York. Yeah, that's You're exactly fucked. right. <clears throat> yeah, there's no, there's no real good way to get out of there unless you drove. Um, I mean, I'm sure they were doing like bus service there or whatever, but you would have to take a bus or a cab, which you'd have to like call a local cab service to take you over to, um, I don't know, maybe um, uh, like Sea Caucus Junction or something like that uh, to get you back to the city or to Hoboken, but it's, it's not, it's not New York. Like there's not, I mean, they say it's, they say it's New York because it's where the giants play, but it's in New Jersey. It's by me. It's by where I grew up. It's yeah, not. Yeah, it's I like, have it's a lot right of relatives that live in Jersey city and they're constantly saying it's fucking New Jersey, not New York. So. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, uh, yeah. on to this uh, so, next match, we have... Uh... We're, we're going to derail you for the next three hours. This yeah. is what you signed Sorry, up Martin. for, Martin. This is, this is what well happens. Aware. I'm well aware. Um, yeah, we had Tajiri taking on uh, William Regal. I mean, um, Regal coming out here, obviously, oh. in his home his home country, cutting um, a heelish promo on the crowd, claiming to be everyone's role model and someone the English people can be proud of. Um and then, oh, sort of God. like another sort of like so so match before we get into the sort of two big title matches here. And uh, where's he? Where's he from? He's because he's from the north, isn't he? Black. He's um. Oh yes, of course. Because I leaned over to Jack and I said, and I said, I said, what? Island. Yeah. Tony oh, Island I know. And I, I, version of Blackpool. Oh, believe believe me, I know. I said, I said, hey, what part of the north is he from? And Jack's like, I don't know. He's from Blackpool. Is that the north? And I was like, everything north of London is the north. And um. <laughs> And, uh, and he's like, oh, he's from Blackpool. And I was like, oh, so he's from, like, Atlantic City. He's from, uh-huh. like, he's from, he's from Vegas. William Regal was the first person uh, on, on the show that I directly told my partner I was into. Um, I said, there's something about William Regal. He's just so tall. His body makes no sense. And he always wears those high-waisted uh, pants, you know, <laughs> or whatever. I was excited to see Tajiri as well because I, I, I mean... This actually was a pretty good match, honestly, uh, because they both have very different wrestling styles. So Regal kind of got on the, because uh, uh, Jerry was the, was the cruiserweight champ at the time. Regal kind of got on the, the cruiserweight kind of lucha style, Japanese wrestling style with Tajiri. And um, Tajiri being a Japanese wrestler did a lot of strong was able to kind of do the strong style work that he probably grew up with with Reek. I, I thought I thought it worked I mean because British and Japanese wrestling uh I mean they I think they I think they're very similar in a lot of ways which is how, how stiff everything is and and things like that um and uh so it was really it was really cool to that they paired them together it's something I did not think that uh 2001 WWE would have thought to do so that was I just thought it was a pretty cool, pretty cool match, honestly. And I'm really yeah. into William Regal, and I don't know why. Yeah, because they kind of had yeah, like cool. a little sort of like a mismatched sort of comedy duo for a while, and this was their first match coming out of this. <laughs> but um, was Tajiri someone who was on your radar before this show? No, he wasn't. Regal was oddly, but um, I was I was interested. Regal was, that, was the, the the NXT GM for a while, so it's probably mm-hmm. yeah, that's, yeah, that's why. <clears throat> I, I was interesting in the, the, the green mist thing really reminds me of what they started to do with Lucha Underground with um oh god, what's his name now? With the green uh, you know the tongue drag green the dragon. Yeah. Oh uh, um, wasn't he called uh like Fuck. Drago or know, Drago? Right? Drago. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And it just seemed like this uh precursor. Isn't that from like the, the drunken master, the the martial arts? They used to do like the, they drank. Dragon the... Master definitely does that. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I think of. So we're uh, third to the top match. We've got uh, Chris Jericho against Kurt Angle for the WCW Championship. Uh, also around this time, Kurt Angle's the United States Champion, but only the uh, WCW belts on the line here. So he's got nothing to lose wow. here. Um, I thought he saw off a good pace, some uh, back and forth action. Um, 
advantage swaying from Jericho to Angle back to Jericho and Angle again. Um, Jericho going for the walls of Jericho early on, but Angle scurries to the ropes. I mean, they both tease the finishes and then Kurt Angle goes for the Angle slam after a failed line salt by Jericho and Jericho slips back down Angle and rolls rolls up for the for the win. So pretty decent match for him from these two. We've certainly seen better from them before, but um, I thought um, seeing these two match up is um, you're never going to have a stinker of a match. Was this pre or post the milk truck thing for Angle? Post. Have you girls seen that? The milk truck thing? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that says everything I need to know. <laughs> Kurt Angle's like whole, I mean, his gimmick didn't really ever really change that much, to be honest. Um, he was an all-American guy. Um you know, he, he is an Olympian. He has, he has multiple Olympic gold medals as an amateur wrestler, one of the, one of the best ever. And um, and he was just, he was like this wholesome guy that was like annoying because he was so wholesome. He was, he was stupid. He was so wholesome. Mm-hmm. And he was his, one of the earlier gimmicks for him was that he was really offended by Stone Cold, you know, being this like beer drinking, like cursing, bad guy, like bad boy like tweener kind of guy <clears throat> and um and so he drove out onto the stage one night driving a milk truck oh my uh, god you showed me this i remember this. i did oh yeah god. and stone cold's like what the fuck is this and he just hoses him down with milk <laughs> because because the opposite of beer is milk Obviously, um, did, Stone, did Stone Cold do the thing with the beer truck before this? Yeah, so he he done that to Vince McMahon right with the beer truck, and then they sort of like rejigged okay. it with it was, Angle doing it, it with milk. It was a retaliation thing because Stone Cold had driven out like a Budweiser truck and hosed down Vince because uh, they had like a long, they had multiple feuds between the two of them, and um, and Angle was like Vince's boy. So he retaliated with this fucking milk truck. It's way better out of context for me to say that he just came out and sprayed him with milk, though. Yeah. Um, but uh, that is that is the thing that happened. And um, Angle, though, Jack told me something really interesting when we were watching this match, is that Angle was very, very briefly in ECW. And which, like, you would think doesn't fit him at all. Um but Angle's the kind of guy like who, I mean, they courted him for a while after when he was looking to figure out what he wanted to do next after the Olympics. And, um, and he, he, he didn't know how to, I mean, he knew how to wrestle obviously, but he didn't know how to do like professional wrestling or anything like that. And he took, like, he learns really quickly and he just took to everything. And he, he is probably one of the, one of the best professional wrestlers um, probably of all time. Um, but he also never took a break and he never stopped. Um, and would just take a lot of prescription medication because he was constantly in pain, which led to a lot of issues. And that's how he ended up. Uh, his, his neck is basically just like a broken roll of quarters at this point. And yes, um, I suppose Angle seen as sort of like a, sort of like quite a, a big figure in, in wrestling and certainly had some classic matches. But um, sort of like Florence, oh, yeah, uh, was, was Angle out of it before you sort of like got into wrestling? Um, no, he was he was doing stuff. I, I did mean, he, I, did he come back while you were watching? Because he came back for a I, little while. I think so. Yeah, I'm, yeah. by the way, I'm literally watching the Kurt Angle milk truck video right now without sound. And I he's, think I told, he's I, throwing a bunch of milk at people. 
I think I remember telling you about Kurt Angle um, when they were doing that ridiculous, um, uh, well, he's, he's Jake Hager now. What was he called in uh, WWE? Um, I can't remember. <laughs> the, the, um, with the hand over their heart uh, yeah, thing. The like the, the he was like thing, the, yeah. We the oh. people that he was all American and stuff like that. And, oh. he, and he would accept oh. Oh fuck! Um, the one who who can't get into other countries because he smoked weed. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, he's also he's also one thousand percent a piece of shit. He's like a fucking crowd boy. But um, I know exactly who you're talking about. Why can't I think? Jay, of uh, Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger. Thank you. Jack, yeah. Sorry, Jack Jack Swagger. I pronounced that weird, but um, <laughs> it, he, so and they and they would just like accept any challenger that came. And I think I remember talking about Kurt Angle to you guys because I said the only thing I want to happen right now is for Kurt Angle's like. Music to hit right now, um, and just have him just like like rip his still beating heart out or whatever. Kurt Angle's the man. Like he's had some classics, and this was actually a really good match. Again, like for a similar reason why I liked the Tajiri and Regal match because Jericho did a lot of groundwork with Kurt, which was really cool. Because I mean, he's not a wrestler, wrestler. I mean, Jericho is, and I mean, he looked great the whole time because he always looks great. Um, Florence, I have a question for you. Yeah? What, what? do you think <laughs> your mom would have thought about Kurt Angle's thighs? Um, I I don't know. I, I feel like she she would she have been focused on the ass you think she would have been like an like an ass man when it came to it mm. he does have a lot he does the, the it's got a lot going on in the back there i mean he he kind of just looks like a thumb you know like just his whole body his bulb, yeah yeah particular do you want to do you want to explain that Florence? do you want to get into that Wait, is there something to explain? Is there something that I that I don't understand what's going on right now? Can you explain this? Wasn't your mom really into Randy Orton's thighs? Was was that was that a thing? Mm-hmm. Maybe 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 Wendy I mean Wendy had a lot of Wendy Wendy made Wendy made a specific comment saying that she thought Randy Orton had really nice thighs. And it's why we harped so much on that Zack Sabre Jr. match at PWG that one time when for some reason out of nowhere he just said, I've got lovely thighs. And we were like, we have to tell Wendy because apparently he has lovely thighs too. So we were like trying to document them for her. I forgot everything about this, but now I remember. I think think less about the thighs and more about the ass because clearly Kurt Angle does a lot of squats. Yeah, well, I mean, his, he has, like, a neck that's, like, as thick as his body. Right, it's obviously not thick enough because he fucked, he fucked up his neck, but um, maybe it's all the swelling that does that. Um, yeah, there you I go. think something that I, that I said to Jack during this was, he said, he said you, think, uh, you think Angle, like, he does squats all the time? And I said, I think when he was born... Uh, he he came halfway out. He just came out feet first and squatted his own mother. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, <laughs> I think the development of the posterior started really, really early for Kurt Angle. Um, 
and that is also say that this was a really interesting match for me, um, erotically. So, um, I mean, moving on to the second, second to last match, and we've sort of touched on it already. But um... we can we talk about like I did not re- there was there was a little segment where Michael Cole interviewed <laughs> Brock. Oh, you guys, you guys got like, to see it. You got to it see took baby me a Michael good, Cole. Like, Two minutes to realize that was actually Michael Cole. Michael you know, Cole, not like the, not like the Rock, Carson Daly. Dwayne the, Dwayne the Rock Johnson just says Michael Cole like five hundred times in one actual. Yeah, he second. was a, he was a backstage interviewer for a long time before he got yeah. before he got moved on, and he looked like he should be like hosting like MTV News. Like that was the look that he had right then because yeah, with, like, he the had soul patch yeah, and the frosted hair. Like, yeah, spikes, frosted tips, and shit. Yeah, great. He was and also Michael like Cole a war then. correspondent for like NBC or something. I'm sure he like. Yeah, apparently he's like talented or whatever. I mean, um, of the three of them, when it was Michael and Bradshaw and Lawler forever, the the only saving grace of that was was Michael Cole, and that is being generous because again, I'm I'm, I'm comparing things that are garbage. Is something that's less so. My goal, I don't, I don't necessarily think is like a bad dude or anything. I don't know. Maybe he's a bad dude, but I, I don't think so. It's just, um, I don't know. He's just, I don't know. His voice annoys me. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't think you're on an island there. I think his voice annoys a lot of people. He's just kind of like Vince's um, mouthpiece, basically, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, you can, you can, you can almost, you can hear Vince like feeding him stuff to say, and I, that's what it is. Is he sounds disingenuous. A lot of times mm-hmm. when he's excited about things, he just he just sounds wrong. Like I compare Michael Cole to uh, Mauro Nalo, right? And like it's it's night and fucking day between someone who like they both know what they're talking about, but one of them is actually good at it, <laughs> and <laughs> um and and makes you care about what you're watching, and that that's that's the difference between between Cole and other people. But yeah, Baby Cole, like like 1998, like Jinko Jeans Cole is. Absolutely, <laughs> I love him so much. And Rock's whole promo is out of control. Like, I mean, there's the whatever I don't the shit that's coming out of his mouth that whole time is just. I mean, he's the best. He's the best in the world. I, I had a note not about um, the Rock's eyebrows, but about Michael Cole's eyebrows. <laughs> were they were they perfect or they were Did... they were like going up and down a lot. He's checking the Rock out. He, he yeah, <laughs> he smells what he smells what he's cooking. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. I like that. I I used to always like, and uh, this might be a, a thing just to compare with Martin. Basically, I I would get annoyed that The Rock had changed, just saying, just yelling, "If you smell what the like to to doing the thing with his tongue for no reason." Uh, uh, yeah, that's annoying. And, Oh, he's but he still does it now, and it's um, well, so he, he it's like half and half. He does it now. And it just really bothered me that he tried to like to change it from just saying if you smell the rock is cooking to going if you smell blah 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 what the rock is cooking. Yes. And I was like, I was <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, that's a you, you've made a weird choice, and it's the only choice that Dwayne, that Rock the Dwayne Johnson, has ever made that I've questioned. Well, actually, he did just buy half of the XFL. I questioned that as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. What the actual fuck? 
honestly, if anyone's gonna save it, it's 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 the Rock. But well, I mean, he's the highest paid actor from Hollywood, so. He's, uh, mm-hmm. He seems to have the uh, Midas touch at the minute, but um, I suppose... Uh, he he played a little uh, football, didn't he? Yeah. Moving on to uh, Lita and Tori Wilson against Stacey Keebler and Mighty Molly with the special referee, Trish Stratus. I mean, you've gotten into this oh, before already, but I mean, this oh, whole sort of like quote-unquote divas, I mean, they, they, they clearly put it on sort of like as a cooler match before the main event, didn't they? And, uh, you know, they, they weren't doing the women any favours in these matches whatsoever. Was, uh... Was yeah. Trish injured at the time, and that's why she wasn't working, or did they just like they didn't have a spot for her, so they put um, her in Yeah, this? maybe they just probably want to tissue on her into the match, so a uh, special ref spot for her. Uh... Um, so this was this annoyed me because Lita and Molly are both very capable wrestlers who um, clearly work very hard. I mean, Lita moved down to Mexico when she was like a teenager and like walked into Triple A and said, I want to train to wrestle. And they were like, you're a girl. And she was like, I don't care. And that's how she learned to wrestle. And that's why she has a lucha style uh, to this day. And I think that's really fucking cool. Um, Jumping off of uh, Lita's band is called the Lucha Gores. Perfect. Oh my goodness. Of course. Perfect. I love a pun. I love Lita. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was this, you know, they paired each of them with a ch- chick who can't wrestle, right? Pretty yeah. girls. But I will say that um, not... Uh, Cece Keebler, here's the thing. I, the only th- When she was walking down, I turned to Jack and I say, the only thing that I remember about Stacey Keebler is the way that she gets into the ring. Because she would get into the ring and she would bend all the way over in her little skirt. And usually, didn't happen tonight, but usually the cameraman would just go right up her address. And... Um, and that was that was her claim to fame. I, she was a like a Dallas Cowboys shooter or something. I don't. Know, I think so. Um, what, uh, what was the other the other girl's name? Martin. Tori Wilson. Tori Wilson actually tried because uh, because she was around for a while. Like I mean, she did like train and pay attention. Um, so she reminded me a little bit. Not uh, not to the degree, but it reminded me a little bit. Cause Tori Wilson was a um, a fitness model, a pretty well known fitness model at the time. And uh, it reminded me of um, Alexa Bliss now, uh, mm. who, was a, who was a fitness model and who, you know, got hired to work for the Fed and was like, I want to get good at this. And so she worked really hard and got good. And now they're, I mean, now they're using her not great, but, um, but she's actually, she actually turned out to be a pretty good wrestler. Uh, I wouldn't say that Tori Wilson is like a great wrestler or anything like that, but she clearly was paying more attention to how to do wrestling <laughs> than Stacy was, for example. Um, and you're just waiting the whole time for the girls who can actually wrestle to wrestle each other. And when they do for like two minutes, it's pretty good. Um, but it's it's dumb. It's dumb. And then they then Trish has a fight with Stacy or something. I don't even remember. And she like slaps her or some dumb shit. I don't even know. They were like, oh, Trish is in this really cool, like, referee outfit. I was like, she's just wearing a shirt that is black and white. Like, what are you talking about? Like, mm. um, I can't it's a interesting real for, uh, for especially Florence and Liv. You sort of, like, said earlier you uh, got into wrestling sort of, like, just before sort of, like, the quote-unquote women's revolution in WWF. So it must have been interesting for you guys watching what used to be women's wrestling in uh, WWF. Yeah. Chan, trust me, it could have been so much I worse. Mean... 
<laughs> interesting is the operative word here. <laughs> there, there's um, a lot worse than this but, in years I mean, before this. Yeah. Oh, no. I, and I can imagine. I mean, this is it, it's kind of what I expected, too. So it wasn't like. I don't know. It wasn't super disappointing because I just expected it to be this terrible, um, especially with those like Chavo interviews segmented in. Yeah, I think I yeah, went in they... very, very low expectations. Okay. So it wasn't like awful. But yeah. before I got into wrestling, Lita was one of the few um, female wrestlers that I was actually familiar with. And so I was interested to see her wrestling in this, and it kind of sucked that it's like, okay, one, two, they're done. Um, um, yeah. You gotta, I'll, I'll, I'll send you some links to um, Lita and Trish. Was it Lita and Trish who were the only females who did a cage match? They were the first women to do a cage match together? Yeah, yeah they were um, the first ones to headline Raw as well, I think. Yeah, they had some nuts matches yes, with each other. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that, that's that's definitely worth watching because they, I mean, they both could still go. Uh, Trish was, Trish, weren't they? Oh, that's it. Weren't they both supposed to come back and work Mania this year? But then, like, obviously, it got tabled because they had to make so many changes. I think I think that's what I heard. They were gonna, they wanted, they're best friends in real life, and they um, and they were they both are still in great shape, and um, we're gonna come back and work, and I, I hope that they that they do that because I will definitely tune into that. Yeah, um, no, I, I just I would, came back for the uh, women's evolution pay per view, and then I think Trish was I do, pretty yeah, adamant that she was hanging it up for good this time. So uh, I'm not sure, but yeah, you she did that when she got pregnant the last time. Yeah, well, like remember when Sean retired? Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Um, <laughs> remember when Sean retired and my heart broke into a thousand pieces, and then he said he would never ever do it again, and then they threw a bunch of money at him, and he wrestled in the fucking Middle East like a like a idiot. God, okay. I don't. I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't, all, do it. I can't yeah. do it. I can't do it. Well, shaving his head was the smartest thing he's ever done. But yeah, um. Well, anyway, it hasn't been the, um, main event, and obviously. No, I want to talk about things that aren't related to wrestling. God. <laughs> Actually, no. Wait, I do. Just one more aside, girls. Do you remember going to um fucking SummerSlam and seeing that match with Stephanie and uh Brie? Yeah, of course. Uh, okay, that was a That's great SummerSlam. It it was a great SummerSlam, and every Stephanie everything we wanted to happen happened. Do you, what, do you remember? We were in the middle of like loving much. Lucha Underground that whole time, and Del Rio came out and oh, stole yeah. the belt off of Cena oh, at that. That was at, not. We were like that wasn't that was, SummerSlam. It was SummerSlam. Was that it, was, was it Hell in a Cell? It was the next hell, one. I think it was Hell in a Cell the next year or the year after that. I um, I just we lost I, our fucking minds because we had no was, idea. But that right. um, were we like were, for the Del Rio thing? Weren't we like in? Um, no, you know what? Actually, funny, funny enough, we were like in line to buy food while Jack Swagger came out, and we're like, oh whatever. <laughs> And then we got back to our seat, and that's when Del Rio came out. That's right. That's right. And I think that was the moment where I kind of understood why people lose their minds for John Cena. Or no, it couldn't have been. No, that was that was the night that I realized this because we were just like John Cena, ridiculous. Like who gives a shit or whatever. And then for some reason, his music hit me came out, and we all just lost our minds, and we were like, Oh, I get yeah. it. Yeah, it's John Cena. He's just like he's just the best. Um, not the best wrestler or, or anything like that, but it's just, it's just like, yay, he's here, our hero. 
Um, but that's that Steph and Brie match. Um, first of all, Steph looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Like she she came out in this fucking like beyond Thunderdome getup and with the with the super high ponytail on the top of her head, and I was like. I questioned everything I've ever thought about anything. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, she looked amazing. And she kicked the shit out of Brie. Of course she did. And it's one of those things, like, Steph don't wrestle. Like, she, she's not good at it. But I don't, I'm, I'm assuming that Hunter probably, like, helped or whatever. But whoever booked it, and, like, like they clearly practiced the match, like, moment by moment. And it was executed perfectly, honestly. Like, it, it went great. And Yeah, um, they did okay. I was like, I was like, honestly, I'm a little impressed with Stephanie McMahon tonight. And you know, please don't ever take that out of context because um, I think her and her whole family are garbage. <laughs> but um, she did look really hot. So there's that. Yeah. Now we can talk about the main event. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, we've got two of the biggest stars of all time. I mean, certainly they're beyond any Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Uh, Steve Austin against The Rock. And I mean, this wasn't a patch on their WrestleMania 17 match, but it sort of follows the, a similar style. You know, they a lot of brawling to open up, some interference, um, ref bumps galore. This sort of like similar oh my uh, God. theme to it. Earl Hefner's ref bump. That's such a classic Earl Hefner ref bump in the middle oh, of yes. the set. <laughs> he was, he, he just gets like, like pushed kind of like someone bumps into him and he's just unconscious for like 20 minutes. <laughs> it's amazing. You guys are like, you've, you guys have seen Earl Hebner or whatever. I like, I, oh, turned, I, I was like, I was, um, you have, but you probably haven't realized it, but I, um, they actually did a really, like one of my favorite things they've ever done was Earl Hebner has a twin brother yeah. <laughs> and they did, they did like a ref switcheroo one time. Oh, God. Hebner got knocked out and they just like dragged in his twin brother to do the count instead so um and that's I, amazing I, I was, yeah and i was reminding jack about this i was like dude how we don't even deserve Earl hunter this is fucking great and he goes you know vince has said lately that he doesn't want the announcers to call the refs by name anymore he just wants them to be the referees like he doesn't want them to have characters or anything like that and i was like that is disgusting how dare you insult Earl Hebner, how dare you insult um, Charles Robinson? I will send you guys a video of Charles Robinson running down. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> he. <laughs> I forget what the match was, but I think it was during Mania. It had to be during Mania because the because the ramp was so long, and like the ref had gotten knocked out, and then Charles Robinson like emerges from backstage and just books it down the ramp so he can get in and do the count or whatever. <laughs> And there are multiple videos of there's there's a Monty Python style one where they just keep cutting back to him with the like <laughs> the drums in the background and he's just still running. And <laughs> my favorite one is is um, is they have the Ultimate Warriors music hit. Um, and if you guys are familiar with the Ultimate Warrior at all, like he would always just run to the ring. He would run around the ring. He would come from wherever so he could just run like an insane person mm-hmm. to the ring. And um, and he's dead now, and he was a garbage person, so perfect. And it just they just put Warriors music to Robinson running down to the ring because he runs down to the ring and just slides in like a pro and starts counting. And uh, I think Jonathan Coachman was on the um, the announce table at the time, and you just hear him go, "Wow, 
like totally like just not even like he just he was just like fuck charles robinson so i was like i was like i can't believe like how could you disrespect how could i mean vince could disrespect anybody he doesn't care uh you know smiling's for poor people but um he you disrespect earl hebner you disrespect charles robinson you disrespect mike kyota who's amazing and jack and jack goes he goes you know mike kyota got released because they just did like a mass release of a bunch of people like at the beginning oh, of COVID, what? right? Really? And I was like, Mike Kyoto got released? And he's what? like, yeah, they released Mike Kyoto. And I was like, oh, How? they released every, they released a bunch of people. They released Rusev. They released uh, they released Angle, who had been on the payroll. They released um, uh, Zack Ryder. Um, I who actually hear just, about Zack Ryder. Yeah, but he just got signed to AEW, baby. Oh, um, great. Hey. Good, good, good. Um, yeah, they released a ton of people and it was insane. And there's just no explanation. They were like, oh, we're just releasing a bunch of people. And I was like, hee hee, yeah, you're cutting your costs, you pieces of shit. And um, so they released my Kyoto. And I was just like, dude, Kyoto is going to like walk up into the offices in Stanford for WWE and just like stare at Vince until he turns to ashes. <laughs> like, how could you do that? You got, like, I, I know you don't, you can't put a name to the face right now, but I'll show you my Kyoto and you'll be like, oh, it's the guy who like refed every match that I've ever left. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just think that's insulting because those, those people work, I mean, they work almost twice as hard as the wrestlers. They travel just as much and they're working multiple times throughout the night as well and on house shows and everything. And I just, I just think that that's, um, that's fucked up because yeah, I mean, we know, we, we, we love our refs, right? We love, uh, Justin, Justin and, uh, Justin, Justin. <laughs> Justin, Justin, Ugh. but that's that was that's a good example. Like a ref can actually fuck up what the result of a match is supposed to be if they're not paying attention. Oh, yeah. um, like it's their responsibility to kind of maintain the kayfabe of it being a real fight throughout the entire time. And if they're not doing their job properly, they can ruin the whole thing. So they are very talented. Yeah. Um, and uh, wh- uh, what is um? Oh my God, Marty! There's Marty Elias. Marty Elias. There's Rick Knox. That Rick Knox. good pull with Marty Elias from Lucha Underground. Oh my God, I mean, from more than just Lucha, but I was um, at no, yeah. no, I was at um like a concert once, and I was buying some merch, and I forget like maybe I was wearing a wrestling shirt or so. No, no, no. Somebody was wearing a Lucha Underground shirt, and I was like, oh, Lucha Underground, hey. And the and the guy who was selling the merch, he was like, oh yeah, Marty Elias is he's my buddy. And I'm like, what? What? That's so cool. Oh my god, you don't. I bet he's like the coolest dude. Like he just sounds so cool. Yeah. Um, that's so cool. Wait, didn't I? Didn't I like? Didn't I get in a fender bender? Yes, I got in a fender bender one time. Oh my god! Okay, I was on like Coldwater Canyon, which is a just a windy road to get uh, to basically get you from the main Los Angeles area to the San Fernando Valley, which is where I live, and uh, in in LA County. And I was like, I, I I was not paying attention. I was either like trying to change the track on my iPod, or I was looking at the guy who always has a dog on the back of his motorcycle, probably more likely. And, uh, and I tapped the back of like this, um, like, uh, truck, like work truck in front of me. And I was like, no. Um, so I pulled over and the guy pulled over, this guy gets out. He's a this Mexican guy. And he's, and he's, and the first thing he says, he goes, oh, it's, it's, it's no problem. And I'm like, dude, are you sure? And he's like, he's like, look at my truck. I'm like, you know, it's just like, like an old truck that he clearly like has been using forever. And I was like, are you sure? And he just gestures to the back window of my car where I had the Lucha Underground uh, sticker or whatever. And wow. he was just like, and he was just like, 
He was like, yeah, lucha, lucha. <laughs> and he oh got back in his car and fucked up. And I was just like, that rules. Now, granted, like, I mean, he probably just didn't want to deal with the shit or, like, didn't have insurance on that car or whatever. But it was pretty badass. And I was just like, Jonah Grant saved my life today. <laughs> saved my, save my rates from going up today. Thank you, Lucha. I've actually been in multiple, like, tap fender benders where the person has just been like, don't worry about it. And I'm like, and there's like, I'm not cute at all. So there's just, there's no way. Like, I, I think I'm just like, and people just like, I don't want to deal with your shit right now. I'm just going to, don't worry about it. You're fine. I'll buff it out. Um, <laughs> rock, rock and off um, So, uh, no. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Martin. <laughs> Let's talk about rock and Austin. This is so weird for me because like, I fucking love both of these dudes so much, but Austin, Austin's the bad guy in this match, right? He's a bad guy. I think that was the um, thing for a lot of crowds around this time period. And especially when they turned him heel in Texas on WrestleMania 17. They were doing all they could God. to like, get everyone to boo him. And everyone was like, no, hometown guy, biggest star of all time. We ain't booing this guy. And I think that was the whole weird thing with Austin being healed. That, um, the crowds, especially in this one, you know, it's like a, a match with two of the favorites. So um, the crowd's very much uh, 50-50 for both of them, I think. I think they did a decent job throughout the night. I will say, because I usually shit on backstage segments, but I will say I think they did a decent job throughout the night <clears throat> with building the issues that Rock and Jericho had with each other and building um, the, you know, the tension and the dislike between um, Stone Cold and The Rock. I will say that that roundtable backstage segment <laughs> that they did with, oh my God. <laughs> with Angle and Stone Cold and his then, his then wife, uh, not his current wife, this is, I think he's on wife number three right now. Um, yeah, well, yeah, his current wife is named Kristen. That's right. Um, <laughs> and who else was it? Oh, Shane, of course, um, was at the table. That was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. The lighting was terrible. Oh my God, it was mad, amazing. It was like I'm some like mad about it forever. Table. I, and Kurt Angle doing the like the Knights of the Round Table thing and. And Stone Cold like doing the fake laugh at him, and I was like, I I can't. This is it's it was insane. It was unnecessary. It was over the top, and it was ridiculous. And and it was great. I loved it. Um, I mean, they just it it just it, I don't know. They just I thought they did a decent job throughout the night with most, not all, of the backstage segments in building to this match to explain why it was happening. And Martin, like I didn't realize Martin explaining that it was a thing that they just did for tonight that explains why they did all that um so that was really cool um i thought the rock um as as from it was in the best shape i've ever seen him when he was natty when he was natural he looks he he looked he looked he was he looked really lean his thighs looked fucking great and they always have but like you know when he was like stepping forward to do punches and stuff i was like oh my (laughs) Dwayne. um yeah tell tell Wendy about that as well um but mm-hmm. now, I mean he's in stupid shape now but like obviously when he left the Fed he was able to I mean we could say he was able to focus more on training all the time or we could say he juiced a little bit but I, I don't know I don't care <coughs> Dwayne's a great guy I don't give a shit he can do whatever he wants um uh, whatever he's been doing he's been doing it in a controlled way that he just looks like big and awesome um I thought this match was I mean I, I mean how can it not be a good match? It's these fucking two guys. And oh, I did. I will. This is a shout out to Martin too, because I'm bogarting the conversation. I apologize. Um, is Stone Cold coming out and uh, 
yeah. giving the finger to everybody and jack's like why are they why are they cheering they're just cheering him giving the finger because he's was well, because he's doing his thing and i was like well because it doesn't mean fuck you in manchester so i think they're just like hey <laughs> he definitely <laughs> means fuck you in manchester <laughs> but i think that was well, the thing you know what I mean. he'd always give people the finger when he came out and he always yeah that's, he that's how he says hi backwards fingers he doesn't out. wave yeah he was trying to be like a badass or whatever and i was like I was like, well, if you want to be cheeky, give him two fingers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there were so many, like, um, I wish Mick Foley had been there tonight to to do the uh, the cheap pops, because there were so many cheap pops of people just being like, Manchester. Oh, yes. Like, all night, just like, well, here I am in Manchester, and everyone would cheer, and I'm like, listen, guys. And I had to I had to let it go, because I know they, did, they didn't get pay-per-views that often, so they were really excited, but I was just like, come on, guys. Yes, yep. that's the place you're in. It was also a thing with uh, WWF whenever they came to the UK, they'd always have like a, a red phone box on the stage and a, and a black taxi. And it's like oh red God. phone boxes haven't been a thing in the UK. I think they keep I think they keep three red phone boxes in London for tourists to take pictures in, and that's about it. I've not seen a red no, they're phone blue box now, with my right? own eyes they're, for years. They're blue and much bigger, right? And they say police call box on the outside. And doctors come out. And <laughs> no, I have. Ex- I actually haven't seen a like a payphone in the United States in an extremely long time. Um, it's not. We still it's just not them? a thing. There was yeah, a payphone. There was a payphone by my old apartment, but it was broken. I would walk by it every day. I feel like I saw a functional one. Actually, to correct myself, I feel like I saw a functional one like in the past year, and like texted everyone I knew to tell them I found a payphone. I was so excited. <laughs> like we, I mean, payphones were a thing when I was a kid. Like we had one, you know, by our school and stuff like that. Like my bro- my brother would, after when he finishes after school stuff, he would call collect to my parents, and instead of saying his name, he would say it's me, pick me up, and they would decline the call and go get him. Um, and that, I mean, yeah, we, I mean, we would use payphones for that, and they're just they're just not a thing anymore. I think it's it's not cost it's cost prohibitive to maintain them. For phone companies oh, yeah, at this point, everyone has a cell phone. Why would you? Yeah, why would there be police call? Like, why would there be call boxes in the UK, like at all, ever? Mm. At this point. <laughs> so, uh, Liam, so, like, I mean, what were, you, what, were you, what were your some of your thoughts on this uh, main event, Rock and Austin? You know, I actually have a question about this one because they're both in such um, similar ring gear. Is that during that time were they both doing that, or was that on purpose? Because I it was like the only way I could really tell them apart at times was the Rock's beautiful hair. <laughs> oh no, yeah, very much uh, the black trunks. Yeah, they they both wore black trunks. I mean, Rock's Rock still remember when we when we went to Mania in Texas, and Rock came out and then like. Pull, like ripped out of his clothes and he was in his ring gear and everyone lost their goddamn minds and he I don't even know who I don't even know who was there who was the other person in the ring that he just like like knocked the head off of I, mean, I don't even remember Kingston and then didn't he have that big flamethrower and he set fire to that big sign no like, that was that was different that was a different thing <laughs> no we were when we were at Mania in Texas and we like snuck it we didn't have seats oh my god yeah that's great. right we went to Texas we went to Texas without tickets to Mania. You know, we were just like, we're going to go to WrestleCon, it's going to be great. And we're going to fight our way into Mania. And we went to, like, the, um, the like, ticket, like, the, we got, scalping, but you know, like... we got, um, we got the, like, the party pass, which was yeah. standing room only. 
but then we discovered on, like, that the like balconies yeah yeah then we discovered like we could just go up stairs to like the like absolute nosebleed section because this is the biggest this was at the like i think it was the biggest um stadium in the nfl right yeah, oh yeah, it just been built as well. Hasn't it? Just... Doesn't it hold a ridiculous? Yeah, it was. It was, yeah, it was brand new. It was beautiful. It's, beautiful. it's like the AT. Wait, AT and T Stadium. Is that what yeah. it was? Yeah. yeah, and it was. It was huge, and it had like the biggest, um, like the biggest jumbo screen ever, and it was very, ridiculous. very helpful considering I, how far away we were. It um, was, and it was very helpful because I just remember they they were counting Brock Lesnar's suplexes on it. <laughs> Spoilers, literally um, had the number up on the jumbo screen. Um, but yeah, so then amazing. we we snuck in and we found we found seats. I think Liv and I had to move once because someone came over and were like, "Oh, these are our seats," and we're like, "Oh fuck!" And it was oh, it was like we 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 read our tickets wrong. Yeah. yeah. But then we well, the moved kids, over the kids around us knew and didn't care. And yeah, we just, we just like snuck in to actual seats in mania. Yeah. It was a blast. And I remember, um, that was, I mean, it was they a had, mania. Oh, well, I it mean, a, they did like, like the rock came out and it was amazing. The, oh, the rock, uh, and, yeah, the rock came out. Um, and he, that, that women's match was really good. Actually. We did see, and we saw AJ Styles wrestle for that the first fun. time. We hadn't done that. Yeah. Um, Ooh. there was a giant cereal box when the, um, the new day oh, came God. out. Yeah. I forgot about uh, that. They God, also had a right? segment where, um, God, was it Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels? And I feel like there was somebody oh. else also came out. And I remember like, we were, we were super excited about Stone Cold and then Shawn's music hit and like, and like Sarah and I just like, just like held each other <laughs> because I was and and it was also the first time I noticed that Sean was in like legit ring shape and I was like what's going on here and he just he just been lifting a lot um but yeah like Dwayne came out and uh I don't I I forget who was in the ring like just being a bitch maybe Corbin so just someone just being an idiot and um and Dwayne just ripped out of his clothes and he was in his ring gear, which, and his ring gear has always just been black trunks, maybe with a brown bull on it, but it's always been black trunks. And Stone Cold's has always been black trunks too. And then he added in the, uh, the, the difference you can tell between them is because Stone Cold always wore knee braces because he had, he had fucked up knees. Uh, so after a while, after the stunning Steve Austin days were over, which you should see what he used to look like. It was great. Um, he, uh, he wore the knee braces. So, uh, yeah, but they, yeah, they always wore very similar ring gear. They did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I think it was a uh, quite uh, a thing back then. A lot of people sort of like just wore the plain black trunks, and it was more about the um, catchphrases and the characters. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that sort of Dallas Mania, and obviously we mentioned that the top of the show, you guys went to um, all the PWG shows and stuff. And um, Kristen, I know you still keep up with it, but uh, Florence and Liv with it with sort of like that Dallas Mania, sort of like the a last little bit. Um, was that when... not really no <laughs> but what was it that um sort of like your interest in wrestling why did it wane and why um have you sort of like turned off it um in the past couple of years i don't know i mean i think for me it was just i i found like another scene sort of and i started doing my own thing and um Same. Yeah. yeah it was it just you know we we had a really good time and also it was like PWG was kind of like dying down, you know, it wasn't at the Legion anymore. And it was just kind of like, eh, you know, 
it's we did go to we, we had our I day I, I went to the i went to the last show they did at the legion and i went to, yeah no we I, went, I think i was oh no no, no i was at we the went we went to trevor's to last, last show one. together Were i was at the we second to, to last, last show at the legion i don't think it was the last one no it was the last I, one wasn't it? that one i went to that was the last one i know oh. we made sure to go to to rico's last show because we told him we would um, so we did that and we have a very cute picture of Jack and I both being taller than him. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Trevor, I love you. Um, and, uh, uh, just taking, taking a pic with him, which was really cute. Uh, was that a bola? Cause, cause it was, cause he'd won. No, it, it couldn't have been a bola. Sorry. No, he'd won bola for the second time, but then we knew he wasn't going to win when he fought, um, whoever had the belt at the time, uh, for, the belt because because you know we kind of knew he was going to the fed finally where he belongs honestly and uh, um so you know we made sure to go to his last show which was which was really cool and then i th- I, I think we went to the last show at pwg maybe at the legion but maybe we didn't i, I feel like it was the second to last one i don't know i went to like 50 shows i, I went to every single show that they did for probably two years yeah no we uh, definitely went to everyone in 2015 absolutely i didn't start i didn't start skipping for like i think the first time i skipped is like i just like i only went to like one night ebola one year and then after that yeah. i would just like go periodically or whatever and like i i, I love pwg like I, I i mean i would go like if they I, I miss it i miss like live wrestling is amazing especially independent wrestling so if um, yeah no i would i would always go to pwg one i mean if it was one easy to get tickets and two if it was cheaper it's crazy easy to get tickets now and because my my other thing that i started doing instead of watching so much wrestling was doing immersive theater which is eight times at minimum more expensive than PWG, um, ah. it would it would mean nothing to me to get a PWG ticket right now. I'd be like, oh, what, ninety five dollars here? Take it, um, <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, you know what? We should we should here and now say that when they come back, when it's back, we're gonna go. I'll do it. I'll do it. Liv, I mean, it- Liv you want to come <laughs> in? I'll put I'll put money together. I'll fly I'll fly your ass out here. You stay with me. Fly me out. We'll go. Right, you fly me out there. I'll go. Probably, it can't be that fucking much to get out what 200 bucks maybe get you in yeah, and out of here probably. i got you Liv, yeah, i got you don't worry about it with wrestling the past couple of years or have you sort of like um drifted off from it as well yeah i, I have a similar uh story as florence is really i got into um another i got, also was really into immersive theater which as chris said is so expensive <laughs> as a tra- as a, tra- as a tra- trade-off it's liv's fault that i got into immersive theater so she, she paid me back she paid me back for the wrestling thing <laughs> um but it wasn't just that i think it was because things were starting to stagnate like the storylines and everything it wasn't yeah as- like on it honestly had- wait sorry uh, sorry to like to to take no, over but like um but like we were really into it when like Dean and Seth were like at it. Yeah. And that was like yeah. because that was for me, that was like the first storyline that I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. I want to see everything. Oh my god. And then when, when they, Seth, when they Seth killed hit him it. with the chair, it was oh, oh. and they and they oh. yeah, they wrecked it. They had such a good thing going. Yeah, even and they, with they even they with the turn. It. And but that, that one they they did reunite the shield like very briefly before Dean left, and it was mm-hmm. pretty great. Um 
like they just they kind of casually did it and then they were like fuck it we're doing this and they like and yeah. like they, they they ended up like casually like sort of um inadvertently fighting together in like mm-hmm. a group match and then like and then at the end of the match they all like they touch they touch fists yeah no no look fist bump and mm-hmm. um and it was it was pretty beautiful but uh dean is actually like uh sorry john moxley is crushing it in, in AEW right now is that not something that's been of interest to you with uh, florence i mean obviously you mentioned there about the shield but um obviously moxley like on on top in AEW, it seems like a promotion that speak to you guys yeah, Kenny's there too. I gotta show you guys the commercial for the it's, for the fucking action figures. It's so good. You know, it's it's really terrible because like I like every wrestler in AEW I fucking love. Well, almost every wrestler. Um, and like I've been meaning to check it out, and I just haven't done it because like again, like it's not it's not like my the main thing that I you know go to at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Jack watches it every week, and I'll sometimes kind of like poke my head and and check it out a little bit. We do watch all the AEW pay per views, and they're always great. And uh, that's the great thing about pay per views is that they kind of they recap for you, you know, what mm. you've missed by not watching. Um, and uh, I, I really enjoy them. They're pretty cheap too. I don't know, like I think I think he and I split them, and they're like thirty bucks a pop, maybe something like that. Like that, you know, not too much or whatever. I would be more than happy to have to have you uh and 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 your boyfriend who won't understand what's going on by to uh to, <laughs> to watch that um because it because it really is uh fucking brilliant and cody always does something stupid and gets all hurt it's great um, i just i like how cody has implemented his dog into the um pharaoh into, oh, yeah, yeah pharaoh. I, do, I do as well pharaoh was always I, my favorite part of everything and like now he's like actually a character yeah, in the story. He's, he's, he stopped like bringing him to like uh, like live events and stuff because he would get scared. Cause it was, oh no! I know he get well, upset. They did let off some live mortar in his face, basically, didn't they? That on that one pay per view, I think. That is that is true. I, I Wait, don't what like happened? How co- you know they have the yeah. pyro and the fireworks and like oh was, yeah and, and he oh, came out yeah. and then like instantly was trying to pull to the back and yeah because I think they went to a motor or whatever and that went off and obviously Be- being afraid of fireworks off. is is very natural right? oh, <laughs> yes that is it that is a, a dog that thing. was the that was the that was the Dudley boys um, in their first in their first it was like, I think it was the raw after mania that first year that we went. Yeah. And and like I would tell her like uh, you know uh, live is the fireworks upset her because uh, l- loud noises like that upset me too but I like I I think I'm used to it with with like wrestling or something so I just I, I don't know but um but I would tell her like oh so and so is coming out now there's probably going to be some pyro and she would plug her ears right and then the Dudleys came out like I'm not I've never expected pyro with the fucking Dudleys right mm-hmm. so they come out and it's like it's massive <laughs> it was it was it was like cannon fire it was it was like war going on in there and it scared the shit out of me and then I look over and she's like deceased you know like she's she's like I got to I got to leave <laughs> she's just like nope 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 and I think we I think we got up and left for a while <laughs> we did to walk out yeah I was just like I was like we're going to go we're going to leave right now um because I guess yeah, that is the thing that I forgot to mention earlier is that I've never really been into the Dudleys. I just I just thought that I just I, I don't have a problem with like I think Devon is great and I don't have a problem with, with Bubba at all. I think he's I think he's actually a 
pretty cool dude. Um, I didn't like the gimmick that they used in in the Fed, like that whole like just having just Bubba be like a like an kind of like psychopathic redneck kind of thing. Like I I just yeah I just thought it was uh, through tables and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was. I'll show you guys a clip of that too. He he yeah he did a bad bad thing to me young one time. Uh, but she could take she took bumps until she was ninety. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Um, no joke. Yeah, well, they had a there was a whole very very weird storyline with them and May Young, but um, but uh, yeah, I just I just thought it was like I just thought it was dumb, which is weird because like wrestling in and of itself, most of the storylines are well, maybe not so much now, but like in general, they're kind of dumb. Um, but it was so dumb that my like like preteen brain who loved all of this thought it was dumb <laughs> on top of the dumb. So like I, yeah, I was just never really into it. Um, and I didn't, I didn't watch a lot of uh, TNA or anything like that, but I thought um, uh, Bubba Ray being Bully Ray in TNA was better and more appropriate <laughs> to him. And then I thought, uh, you know, obviously what, what they're doing presently, or what, not presently, but what, what they did when they came back to WWE was better because they, they just kind of let them be more themselves because Devon's like, a, he's like a preacher now and stuff like that. So they just kind of, <laughs> they just kind of did, uh, did that more with it um which i appreciated but uh yeah i aew pay-per-view let's let's do it man like uh, come over here we'll do it i'll get live i'll give i'll give you our login information if you want to watch aew ever like i mean even their weekly stuff like the stuff i've caught like they're doing they're doing nuts shit it's it's great it's really good it's weird without a crowd i mean it is but uh but they have been aew for uh, the most part, I don't know if they might have like scaled back doing this, but they would kind of put the rest of the roster kind of like around the ring, um, hmm. and hmm. they would they would cheer each other on, and it's kind of cool to hear them cheer each other like that because they're you know they're friends like they're they're cheering they're cheering on their buddies like mm-hmm. and they're reacting like that's my dude doing a cool move and stuff like that. Oh, you know that's I mean? cute. So, <laughs> So yeah, no, it is kind of cute, and it and it is and it does add like a kind of necessary like noise that you need to hear in the background and stuff like that. Um, you were saying, Florence, that I uh, that you appreciated that Cody was bringing in integrating Pharaoh, uh, and that you appreciated that. I will say, as my last comment about this, is that I don't appreciate Cody integrating that ridiculous neck tattoo. Oh, agreed. Yeah. It's so Someone dumb. Recently, said they were gonna slap the tattoo off his neck, <laughs> and for whoever he's fighting at the next like pay per view or whatever is like, I'm just gonna slap that tattoo right off his neck. And I was like, could you do that though? Because I can't imagine how expensive and painful it's gonna be when he decides in a couple years this was a mistake and gets it removed. <laughs> he had so much other body to work with. Oh god, it's who, it's who really dumb. Brandy, his wife. Not a fan. Oh, I, I fucking no! She's got a fucking brain in her head. Of course not. He probably he probably was like, "I'm going out with the boys one," and he came back, and she was like, "Are you kidding me? I have to sleep with you." Um, yeah, like, and it's just, I mean, Cody's a really good looking guy. Okay, let's just let's just put that out there. And he would just, it's like put, like my mom would say, it's like putting a putting a bumper sticker on a Mercedes. Would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> It's just, like, and why on the neck? Like, I mean, he could get a stupid tattoo like that, but get it literally anywhere else. Yeah, get it on your like, fucking leg or something, or like underneath your foot. 
<laughs> just put it just put it like on the on your inner thigh or just somewhere where no one ever sees it. <laughs> like, I wouldn't like lit- I'm not even joking. Like anywhere else, but like <laughs> the neck up. And like he only yeah. he, it's weird because he has so few tattoos, right? He's got he's got the dream tattoo for his dad, right? And then he might have one other one somewhere, but and then it's just this giant neck tattoo. I thought it was fake when he first yeah. got it. I was like, oh, he's, I was wearing a press-on tattoo for tonight, fun. And then like the following show, I was like, oh god, it's still there, huh? Ooh, it's yeah, it's, it's dumb. So it's Katie, super dumb. dumb. That tattoo, I think that's the uh, that's the main thing. Please, well, I mean, just some, please, I, yeah. Thoughts on this on the show, this period. I mean, obviously, living Florence, um, first time sort of like viewing this period of wrestling. Uh, just some final thoughts from you three. Of, about the show and and just um, this main event that we had between Rock and Austin, you know, oh, ladies, it's yeah. it's funny. I I expected it to be like super different than what you know we watched in like 2014 through 2017 or whatever, and it wasn't. You know, like it it was it was it was still very familiar to me, which was at least at least slightly comforting. I, I mean, styles you know, are different the, though. I mean, the, oh, the wrestling style. No a high little. flying at all, really. Uh, yeah, no, that's true. But because this I mean, is back when when Vince hated, you know, hated high flyers and was like, no, oh, they're good. I want big dudes all the time. So it's definitely a difference in like what the wrestlers look like, I suppose. Yeah, no, but I mean, there's still like there is a lot of that, at least what in what we saw. Mm-hmm. in our wrestling heyday i suppose and so you know it wasn't like it wasn't foreign to me which was fine yeah i think you can always come back to it really i mean yeah that's what it was like for me like i just kind of fell back into it and i was like this feels the same as it did when i was a kid exactly live what did, what did you think no i actually had kind of an opposite reaction where it, oh yes the same basics were still there but i feel like wrestling has evolved in a way um not just like storylines and everything but like you're saying with the high flyers i think what we're watching or what we were watching you know a year or so ago was much more impressive than what they were doing and these are two of you know wrestling's most famous guys but it's like eh, it's okay but just compared to the stuff we were watching more recently it seems almost boring that's a really good point. I mean, put put even even Rock, like take 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 his work on the mic off the table because he's gonna he's gonna crush any pretty much anybody. But put <laughs> put Rock in the ring with uh, God, I don't know uh, Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. You know, put put Stone Cold in the ring with Will Osprey. You know, like that's not. I mean, it's, yeah. that's night and day. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, we're also talking. I'm like when I say like it's familiar, it's like. It's WWE oh, because, I like, which, of course, like yeah. indie wrestling is completely different. Well, now it's like even not even, even indie, all, but yeah, it's not indie. Yeah, yeah, not indie anymore. But like, it's that's why it's uh, definitely yeah, different because, like, guys... when like when you go to when you watch P or when you watch WWE, it's like it's more about like kind of the ridiculousness of the storyline and just the you know there's there's obviously some good wrestling, but it was sure. But like you know, we went to PWG for the wrestling, and the wrestling told the story. 
Um, and we were so into ja- Japanese wrestling is an amazing example of that too because we were watching it before English commentary was available for right. it, and it didn't and it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. They were telling yeah. it. They were telling a story through what they were doing, and we understood it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Through, I mean, through I think the wrestling, like, yeah. WWE is a soap opera, basically. You know, it's a telenovela on forever. It's formulaic. It's got the the same twists and turns, the same heels and faces. And then it, it's kind of night and day, like you're saying, from all the independent shows where all of a sudden you're getting out of soap opera territory into like fucking J.J. Abrams shit, you know? Regardless of how you feel about J.J. Abrams. You know, a good a good story, uh, just a short one about that is, I think we went to, this was last year, I think it was, I don't know, it wasn't bar wrestling, it was, um, uh, it was, um, it's, I can't remember the name of it, it's a, it's a pretty well-known independent wrestling show around here that's done out of our no ring um, downtown, and um I'll have to I'll have to find the name of it later. But um, a bunch of amazing folks were working there. One of them was Jake Atlas, who has recently been signed, <clears throat> and he was working. Um, I went. Uh, my my partner Jack. He um, he works for a company called Lapelia. Lapelia dot com. Lapelia on Instagram. Please check it out. Um, and they were they were there doing running merch and you know helping out and in general. So we went really early. So we went you know we went before anybody got there. We went like with the the boys were just getting there and stuff like that. And um, Darby Allen was there as well. He he works for AEW now and he's uh, an insane person. And um, we got to just kind of hang out. We, you know, we met everybody and they were, they were absolute angels. Everybody's total sweetheart. And then I was just kind of hanging out on the bleachers and playing around my phone. And I noticed that the, the boys were kind of, they're working out what they wanted to do in their matches. Like, within the hour beforehand, you know, and I'd never seen anything like that. I was like, part of me was like, Oh, I don't want to know. But then I just like, I was like, no, I kind of want to pay attention. So I'm watching Jake and um, I forget that I forget the fellow he was working with, but um, I'm watching Jake and him talk and Jake's uh, he points to this like little stairwell that leads up to, I think like the office uh, for the, for the bar. And he's like, Oh, you know, and that's where they were all going to come out anyway. He's like, I want to, you know, he's gonna, you're gonna come out first. He's like, I wanna come out and then I wanna do this like spot, like off of the stairs. Like, can we do something like that? And the guy was like, Yeah, it sounds great or whatever. And I was like, Oh, okay. So, you know, I, like, I kind of forgot about it. And then, um, you know, the matches are going on or whatever. And then it's time for, for Jake and the dude to wrestle. And the dude comes out first. And then Jake comes out and he's standing at the top of the steps and he's like getting cheers or whatever. And then he just does a, um, like a missile drop kick off the top of the steps onto this guy on the ground and it was something like I knew he was going to do something but then like seeing it executed like that like even after hearing him like say like I'm gonna do this or whatever I was like there's something about going to a live show and and especially that style of independent wrestling where they just they choose their own thing what they want to do what they know is gonna is gonna work and get people over 
and that match ended up being nuts and you know by the end of the match like jake ended up winning and then he like climbed up on the little stage that they have and like was like pouring people were handing him beers and he was just pouring them all over himself and i don't think most of the people in there had ever seen him wrestle before and he was so over and he just knew exactly how to do it and that's the kind of wrestling that i love um which is is people who are there because they they want to entertain the people who who are there for them it's it's not even a job at that point for them it's something that they innately know how to do and that's why i was i was so stoked when jake got signed and i i'm wishing for the best just not let him be jake you know and um i think companies like um like aew and all of our favorite indies who are still functional um are able to do something like that and the, the fed is is and always has been lacking in that regard because they have third parties that want to control all of that and trying to crowbar storyline into something isn't always necessary no agreed and obviously their ratings are uh showcasing that that people are sick of what they're uh what they're putting out there now but um just before we head out of here i wanted um, any plugs from you guys before we uh before we wrap this up Florence Florence has plugs Florence does things go um wait are you are you referring to the time that we talked about medieval torture devices for half an hour on a on the show once um those kind of plugs no oh sorry (laughs) um No, so so the thing the thing that I got into after wrestling was um, I started um, writing more music and playing live shows and stuff, which I can't do right now. But um, you can at least listen to my music. Um, I go by at Glitbiter. That's with a G. If you don't know, um, G-L-I-T-B-I-T-E-R. Thank you. Yeah, and that's I. You could just just Google that, and you can find shit buy stuff on Bandcamp. I'm on Spotify. She's on on Spotify. She's on Google Play Music. Um, She's really good. And I know know I'm super biased because she's my cousin and I love her, but her music is incredible. And if you're into synthwave or just like that 80s style bops and shit like that, she crushes it every time. Please check her out. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, I'm in the process of like trying to slowly go off the grid, so you'll never oh find. God. Okay. No, we'll never find you until I fly you out here to watch fucking wrestling with me. Um, you can. Fi- all right, so I'm at I'm at, at Wanda102 on all uh social media, pretty much uh, Twitter. You can, yeah, my, I do wrestling Twitter still. I mean, I'm there. Um, you can find me there, Wanda at Wanda one zero two. I'm also on Instagram at Wanda one zero two. Um, I am no longer the editor in chief, but I do um, have some involvement with uh, some immersive theater websites that I write for uh, very occasionally. At this point, uh, one is called at I on immersive, like an I in your head, E Y E. Um, if you want to check out the weird thing that Liv and I were talking about being really into, um, and I also occasionally write for, um, Haunting Net, which is at Haunting Net on Instagram as well. And, um, yeah, you can check us out 
there. Uh, please follow at the steel cage on um, Twitter if you like. They're a bunch of idiots, but we love them very much. And they, in addition to Martin here, gave us a platform when we didn't have one. So we really appreciated that. And uh, follow Martin. Martin, what's your con what's your contact info? <laughs> oh, uh, Bushby Zero One, and of course, head to postwrestling.com for a ton of other shows and uh, a variety of wrestling reviews, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh, guys, thank you so much. It's been a great trip down memory lane, and uh, oh my god, up with you guys. I think it has been a few years. Uh, well, I can't even remember when. Yes, yeah, that's why this that's why this hours. podcast was nine hours long. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> you know what? I'm not podcast. sorry. I'm not sorry. Don't I'm be. not sorry. You have the list of who I'm into now, and now you know. <laughs> so, uh, without further ado, thanks for everyone for listening. We'll be back in two weeks' time with uh, Benno and James. He obviously talking all the uh, current happenings in British wrestling and uh, Mark Rocco, etc. So we'll catch you then. Thank you, and see you then. <laughs>